Martinez. Yeah, we're live from the Virtua Skate Zone. Hockey season's here. Flyers training camp opened up yesterday for veterans. They hit the ice yesterday at least. And uh, another NHL season is right down the road. Matter of fact, the first preseason game will be tomorrow as the Flyers will take on the Islanders at 1 o'clock. You can hear that on the Fanatic as well. And joining us right out of the shoot, man, you are like prompt, delivered on time, Valtteri Filppula. How you doing, man? I'm good. Good. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. How was, uh, how was your summer? Summer's good. Summer's always good. So uh, no no complaints. Uh, went to uh, I'm from Finland, so went went home for a bit and, and saw my family and then uh, then spent a little bit of time in Tampa as well uh, and and then came here two weeks ago. So you kind of closing up shop in Tampa after uh, y- your tenure there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I still have a place there. Uh, How did it do with the hurricane? Actually, got lucky. Did I, you really? I think it just went kind of went around us and and we had a little bit of landscaping issues, but not nothing uh, nothing major. Oh. Well, that, that's that's a godsend because a lot of people weren't so lucky. I know, I know. Uh, so you come to this team last year, and uh, you know you fit in right away. You you changed the, kind of the dynamic of this lineup a little bit when you came here. Uh, talk about what it was like coming in, you know, late in the season last year, your experience here last year, and how that's going to propel you into this season. Uh, I mean, definitely, it was it was first time for me to get traded, and uh, it's always a little bit tough when when you're coming that late in the season. Uh, we, we needed to have a really, really good end of the year to have a chance to make the playoffs, and and, uh, and we didn't. So that's that's kind of the part that the end of the season was tough, that we were just playing and, and we didn't have a chance. Uh, but I really like the guys, uh, good group of guys. I'm, I'm really excited to start this year from uh, from the beginning. When, when you get traded for the first time, and, and it's a change of scenery, can that, be, can that be a good thing for a player? You know, you, you had some success, obviously, in Tampa. You had a real good team down there. They also missed out last year as well. But uh, you come here, it's a fresh start. Is that uh, something that's attractive in a way? Uh, for sure, yeah. It's uh, it's, an, it's a new start, and, and obviously uh, hope I can I can bring something new new as well and ha- help the team uh, help the team more. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun. When uh, you look at this Flyers team and uh, you played against them for years and played in the Wells Fargo Center, you know the environment. You know certainly the reputation of the Philadelphia sports scene and fan. Now you're a part of it. Uh, what's it like to kind of walk out with a Flyers jersey as opposed to an opponent sweater in our barn? Uh, well, definitely more fun. Uh, yeah. More fun now uh, since being, being the home home team it's always a tough tough place to play uh, always a good team I, I feel like now the league is so so even there's uh there's so many good teams that have a chance chance to uh do well and i think we're one of them when you look at uh, this team going this year and we're talking to valtteri football from flyers training camp as uh, the season preseason will get underway tomorrow uh, when you look at your group that you have out here now obviously a lot of players here now they'll start to pare down this uh, roster over the next couple of weeks but uh, you have an injection of young players you saw a few of them last year with travis Konechny and Provorov. Uh, you may have even more this year. What does the young player bring in, first of all, to the room, and then also onto the ice for you guys? Uh, well, I, yeah, I think it's it's a good thing. Uh, it makes it makes the camp competitive. Uh, I feel like now when these uh, young guys get drafted, I feel like they're ready to play, and and that wasn't. I can definitely say when I was drafted, I wasn't ready to play, mm-hmm. and and now I feel like guys are guys are so good. Soon as when they're 18, 19, and uh, they're really fighting for spots. Uh, so I think it's good. Whenever camp is competitive, I think then it lifts everybody's level of play, and and at the end of the day, it's it's good for the team. Uh, as you get older and older in this league, you got to do things differently in the off season. Uh, you've been in this game for a while now. How's your training and preparation for a season changed? You did you learn some things every year in your off season? Maybe what what helps you a little more and maybe what didn't and you maybe eliminate that uh, for sure yeah Espe- especially now games going 
so fast. Everything, everybody's so quick. Uh, so I think most of the summer workouts are you're trying to get quicker. You definitely can't slow down. So I think the the main thing is to do that. I feel like whenever we start skating, uh, we have a lot of a lot of skates before the season starts. You kind of you, you're gonna get your conditioning that way. But I think just to just kind of trying to get quicker and uh, not lose that step. I think that's the main thing for me at least. Well, we're talking about Valtteri Filippola here from Flyers training camp uh, as the Flyers will get set for another season starting on October 4th out in San Jose. Uh, you come here, you got a collection of guys in the locker room. Uh, Wayne Simmons, Claude Drew, a leadership corps. got Jake Voracek as well. Uh, talk about the dynamic of this group. Uh, is, is this a, a fun group of guys? Is it a serious group of guys? Uh, how do you kind of see the, you know, the leadership core and kind of the chemistry with you guys, not on the ice, but off the ice? Uh, I think it's a fun group of guys. I think uh, everybody obviously takes it seriously when it's when it's time to practice and time to play. But then then off the ice, I think it's important that you separate those two things. And when when it's time to think about something else, you don't need to be focused on hockey. And and that's that's good when you have guys that kind of can relax mm-hmm. other guys and and know that you don't. 24-7, you don't have to think about hockey. You can do other stuff as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let me ask you a question. Because you guys are starting on the road. You're going to start all the way out on the West Coast. It happened last year for the Flyers when they started in L.A. This year it'll be San Jose, 10-30 game. You have four road games. Is that maybe good for a team to kind of maybe bring you guys together on the road right out of the shoot? I think so, yeah. I think, uh, obviously, spending a lot of time together right from the beginning, I think that's going to that's gonna help us. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a tough uh, tough four games, too. So hopefully, hopefully we're going to get in a good start and get some points. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the season's fast and rapidly approaching. Great. Uh, best of luck to you this year. We're looking forward to getting you back out there and uh, the regular season started and have a great preseason in training camp. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Valtteri Filippola joining us here from training camp. We appreciate him stopping by, and uh, we're going to roll a lot of guests today it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh certainly uh you know everything's gonna get underway tomorrow at one o'clock from the wells fargo center and uh, we'll have a good time down there or not tomorrow tomorrow's actually in new york against the islanders i got the whole schedule here i'll get it all straightened out but nonetheless uh we're gonna talk to brian elliott as well i believe he is in the wings yes he is in the wings we'll get him in here in a few minutes as well and uh we're gonna talk to steve coates we'll talk to tim saunders claude Giroux. got a lot of guys we're gonna talk to here today from training camp as the flyers get set for another season and obviously this season you know got the young guys coming in and uh, uh certainly you know you add this youth into the lineup, and it's one of those things that uh, you saw it last year with a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Young players uh, add a different presence uh, amongst these teams, and certainly that, that will happen here with the Flyers as well. We'll see some new faces. And speaking of new faces, Brian Elliott, new Flyers goaltender, joins us here uh, from the uh, Virtuous Skate Zone as he prepares for another NHL. How you doing, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just uh, getting acclimated here and... Uh South Jersey, I guess everybody calls it. Yeah. I'm like uh, just learning all the terms of what everybody calls where and when and uh, haven't really been downtown Philly that much, but uh, uh, getting excited to see the sights too. You got the coolest nickname on the team, Moose. How'd you get the name Moose? Um, it started... Uh, In college at Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah. So I had um, one of my dad's best buddies. Um, he passed away my freshman year of college uh was a world champion moose caller if you can believe that's a thing there's and, a competition for that huh? oh yeah there's lots of competitions for it so <laughs> um and he passed away and he always had a big dodge truck that was airbrushed with him calling moose in and big murals on the side and uh, all over his truck so uh, i put one on the back of my mask and um guys started calling me that uh, i think it was in st louis and um you know they're looking at that as you're heading out for the games and um you know I just you a, come on 
a moose. Let's yeah, go here. It just kind of stuck. So uh, it's a, well, it's a tribute as well, which is really cool. I didn't know the story behind it, but that's uh, a very cool story. Uh, you come here to Philadelphia. You know the trials and tribulations of the goaltending uh, carousel that's been through Philadelphia. It's one of the things that oh, gotta get the goalie, gotta get the goalie. What kind of pressure comes with that for you? Um, you can't worry about the past, but yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think everybody else is thinking about it more than I am. I think you know you just have to go out there and focus on on what you do best and and trust that uh, all your preparation and uh, everything coming into the season that uh, you know it, it'll work out. It's, it's trusting that process, and I think um, you know you can't worry about what happened uh, yesterday or, or tomorrow. It's just uh, staying present in today. As you approach free agency, and uh, you know you're trying to figure out your next move, where you're going to end up next what was it that lured you to the flyers and i said this was a good opportunity for you and the right place for you to continue your nhl career yeah you you look at everything um you know you break down you know how many goals they scored how many goals they gave up you know what the defensive structure is uh things like that hockey wise and then and then off the ice uh, i think you look at um you know where they are i think in the eastern conference you travel a lot less and me uh, having you know now a year old when we start the season uh son it'll be nice to uh you know be at home a lot more than i was in the west and um you know and then just being part of this flyers organization you only hear good things from guys around the league that have played here and um you know it's, it's a first class organization um everybody's here to win and um you know just uh the city here is uh flyers crazy you can see it already and yeah. even coming from a canadian city last year i think uh, this is even more uh, more intense when you look at you just alluded to you know when you come to a now you're in the eastern conference when does that preparation of starting to look at guys that you're going to face a lot more you know a team like the flyers when you're in the western conference you see once or twice a year once home once away so the scouting on that when do you start doing that scouting yourself starting to look at guys tendencies you know maybe it's a guy on the rangers or the penguins or the devils whatever it might be you face these guys but you're going to face them with a lot more volume now yeah, and, f- and for the most part, you know those those top guys that you really have to worry about. Um, but uh, yeah, you're, we're facing them a lot more than I'm used to. So it's just uh, doing our normal uh, pregame stuff. You know, you got the iPad uh, full of you know offensive zone tendencies, uh, where they like to shoot, uh, where they like to set up on uh, on the power play, things like that. And um, you just have to be ready for them, have it in the back of your mind, then then almost forget it and just uh, you know play uh, play every shot like you know it's uh, it's your last. This game's pretty- crazy we're talking to brian elliott right now flyers goaltender uh came in this offseason uh the goaltender position now in the offense when the team's in your zone pucks can really come from anywhere now and you guys can fire the puck obviously tremendously accurate and hard uh but the the fact that they can fire the puck and have a good scoring chance from everywhere that's got to be a lot more mentally draining and, and one of those things just to stay on top you can have a lapse in judgment at any given time yeah yeah it's uh you know everybody can shoot now um you know with the new sticks yeah and, scrubs uh, can shoot you know? <laughs> um yeah sometimes you could usually uh you know back off a little bit but um you see in this camp you know even uh, all the young guys they can really rip it so um you know you have to stay mentally in it and i think that's the the most tiring part of our position is staying mentally sharp uh, the whole game no matter what you can't take a second off because uh, it could be behind you yeah you're absolutely right brian elliott joining us just a couple more questions uh brian your setup and your equipment is always something that uh, people love talking about you had the uh, the kool-aid uh, set up last year if you will a lot of red yeah. you've done some pretty outlandish things you kept it pretty uh, tame uh, in your first year here with the flyers uh, yeah, I, I, I came into Calgary pretty hot after, uh, um, you know, I went all blue in St. Louis uh, the last little bit. And then 
Um, yeah, it came in all red, but I don't know. I, I, I liked it. I thought it looked good, but I uh, wasn't feeling it on the ice. And when I switched uh, is when we started winning. So uh, don't mess with a good thing. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because everything in sports is like analytics and this, and everybody's looking for every advantage. What is the advantage on color? Is it, They say darker colors are better for a goalie or lighter color, you know, because the eye sees it maybe more boldly if it's a more black or, or more colorful, but or can distract the player. Is there any <laughs> analytics on that from a goaltender? perspective i don't i don't know if there's numbers on it um i'll get but, on that right yeah but uh <laughs> i don't know it's uh long standing it's been wear white because um, you know players will look up and uh, you know you think it's the boards behind the net or i don't know what the case is but uh, you know whatever makes you feel good you'll yeah. play good i remember those old theories like do you tape your stick black or do you tape it white so they can see it or you can track it better that's just silly stupid things but yeah everything goes into it nowadays yeah there's uh there's always something i think you can uh, I get caught up thinking too much on that stuff. So uh, once you make a decision, go with it and don't think twice. What's the chemistry like between you and Michael Neubert? Uh, it's been good so far. We haven't had too many skates together. He just had uh, a little baby girl, so uh, he was yeah, that kinda, in common, right? Yeah, young, a young one at home. Yeah, he uh, missed uh, a couple days right before camp uh, doing that, and then you know we haven't been on the same ice surface uh, since. So um, you know we just had chances to talk here and there, but um, you know he's a great guy. Uh, I, I think it'll be a really good partnership uh, going forward, and um, you know I'm looking forward to getting out of the, on the ice with him and kind of going back and forth. I think that's what's uh, fun about practicing sometimes is you know if he makes a big save you want to make it you push one. each other right yeah, to exactly. be better every day exactly. it's great well hey man we're happy to have you here in philadelphia nothing but a, have a great season it's going to be a lot of fun and uh it'll all start on october 4th out in san jose uh we appreciate the time and we'll definitely uh, be talking to you up the road yeah sounds good thank you joining us now boy a lot of people excited about this young player his arrival to the NHL. We're going to love getting a look at you. We got a look at you the other night in the rookie game, but getting a look at you through this preseason. Travis Sanheim joins. How you doing, Travis? Not too bad. And yourself? I'm doing great, man. And uh, boy, I saw the rookie game the other night. You stuck out to me. Uh, how did you feel about that game and uh, about your play? Uh, well, I, you know, I, I thought I had some ups and downs. I thought uh, early on I made some, you know, good plays defensively. Obviously, scored the goal there. Um, but overall, I thought there was uh, some mistakes that I wanted to clean up. And I think leading into preseason, um, you know, being able to play that game and and uh, have those mistakes happen, then um, I think it gives me a chance to kind of clean that that areas up, uh, moving towards into to preseason. Let's talk about uh, you know three defensive goals in that preseason or that rookie game. Uh, the decor on this team—it's been so much talked about in publications about the prospects that are coming on the on the blue line. Talk about the kind of you guys pushing each other, whether it's Sam Moran or Philip Myers yourself. All these guys that are kind of rising up right now. You saw last year, obviously Ivan Provorov came up and had a good year. Talk about this group of young defensemen that you're working out with, and all kind of do something special with together. Yeah, we're all uh, we're all good friends. I uh, played with you know obviously Hag and Moran last year, and I got to know those guys quite a bit. And um, you know we just push each other on the ice. I think whether it's in games or practices, um, you know we talk to each other. We're, we're good. Like I said, we're good friends, and um, we both uh, or we all want to make it, I guess. And um, you know hopefully in, in the end we can all uh, you know be up here together. Yeah, you guys are certainly uh, the, you know the pride of this organization from a, the, the draft and develop standpoint. Uh, what did you learn last year in the AHL playing with those guys in the Phantoms? 
play against men. Um, mm. You know, it's a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, huge difference. I think uh, you know one-on-one battles. There was something um, you know in junior, maybe I was a little bit lazy on my one-on-one battles because it was a little easier and I wasn't playing my my man as hard because I could use my stick quite a bit and and uh, you know start heading towards on offense. So I think uh, you know pl- playing pro last year definitely uh, made me realize that uh, you know I got to take pride in my defensive game and, and my one-on-one battles. And I thought towards the end of the season, um, you know, I just gradually got better at working out working on my one-on-ones and, and winning my puck battles. Uh, talking to Travis Sandheim from Flyers training camp. Travis, uh, where's that fine line between pushing too hard to try and impress to force you into maybe some things, some mistakes, a risk that you don't need to take and, and being really kind of responsible on the ice? It's, that's a tough line for you as you're trying to make this club right now. Yeah, it is. I think um, in previous seasons, uh, previous camps, I, I've uh, you know pushed a little too hard and, and uh, tried to you know, show a little too much offensively and, and it kind of affected me defensively. And I think that's one thing from, from turning pro last year that I learned over the course of the year that, that the offense part is going to come. Um, you know, I'm going to sense times where I'm able to jump and it's going to be the right read. And, uh, you know, I just got to make sure that I'm, I'm smart with those and, and picking my chances. You guys feel like you're building something special here? You know, like this group, they got Nolan Patrick in the mix and Travis connecting. So many good young talent, both on the on the blue line in net with Carter Hart and Alex Lyon up front obviously with you know Nolan Patrick and, and the young guys there and obviously the blue line you yeah. feel like it's really building something here yeah I think so I think it's uh, there's lots of excitement around I think the the young guys are bringing in some some skill and some uh, you know guys are working hard but I think in saying that there's there's some good returning vets and uh, you know they got a good core group there so I think it just a good mixture between the between all of us uh, you know I think it's going to be exciting who's the guy you kind of modeled your game after uh, you watched growing up or even recently these say boy I love the way that guy plays and we're similar in our style but and that's the kind of player I want to be I mean recently I, I kind of uh, you know it's actually funny I had uh, Gord Murphy as my D coach over at U18s when I played there um, before I was drafted right before I was drafted and he had told me then that uh, you know he saw saw you know Jay Bomey staring me mm-hmm. and, and uh, told me to start paying attention to him and watching the way he plays and so I think ever since he, he kind of told me that, that that's somebody that I you know continue to watch and uh, you know being in Calgary in junior uh, I was able to go to some Flames games and St. Louis was actually I saw them saw them a few times when they yeah. came into the town so um, I, I was you know paying close attention to, to what he was doing and Petra Angelo and those guys they're yeah. some great deep deep player deep um, defensemen on that team. Colton Pareko a little longer, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, certainly awesome. Well, Travis, have, have a great camp. Uh, we're looking forward to watching you, and uh, hopefully uh, you know, get up here soon, or maybe you make this team right out of camp. That's certainly your goal, right? Yeah, that's the goal. Stick and stay, right? <laughs> well, good luck, com- good luck coming up this season. Thanks for doing this, and we'll talk to you up the road. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Travis Sandheim joining us here. We're at Flyers training camp, and boy, the excitement. It, it, this place earlier for practice was absolutely packed to the gills as uh, the first session was underway and joining us now uh, was involved in the first session here today is Flyers captain Claude Drew man how you doing man good yourself good man uh how was the first session today uh oh well, yeah yesterday was the first one and that was that was probably the hardest practice yeah, Jake Voracek said that too what, what was so hard about yesterday yeah Jake lies a lot but he didn't lie about that one I <laughs> mean uh it was uh, it was a hard practice a lot of battles and uh they really pushed us and uh, I think uh, I think that's what you want in the camp. To you want to get uh, game shape as fast as you can, and uh, it actually made uh, today's practice look pretty easy. So 
I was talking to some of the people that were here, and they said, well, yesterday was a lot more up pace, a lot higher pace than today was. Some of these guys will be playing in games tomorrow. Uh, when you look at the, you know a practice like that yesterday, uh, you wake up today, you feel a little sore? Yeah, a little Using sore. muscles you maybe haven't worked so hard all yeah. summer? Yeah, I went to the bathroom at like 5 in the morning, and uh, I got up. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what? It, it's good. And uh, and today I followed uh, with a pretty uh, – it was a long practice. Uh, we worked on a lot of things, and – uh, you know what? We're we're not here to win preseason games. We're here to win regular season games. So we're uh, we're putting in the work right now. Talking with Flyers captain Claude Giroux. Uh, you're coming into this season. You and I talked about this on on my podcast. We're coming into this season not coming off an injury. How much of a difference does that make in your program over the summer? Because you know rehabbing an injury is not training for a season. No, it's good. I think uh, mostly mentally, just uh, being able to. Uh, to get some work done in the summer and uh, come here to camp and feeling good. Uh, I haven't, haven't felt good like this uh, f- for uh, for a camp in a while, and um, I'm really uh, I'm really excited for the season. You played in the Worlds after last season. What was that experience like for you? It was probably a little weird in a way because you go over there and Ron Hextall's over there and Dave Hextall's over there. It felt like the, the Flyers had gone European, but what was the Worlds experience like for you? It was good. Uh, you know, being around all those coaches and all those uh, those great players, you uh, you obviously learned a lot. Um, I don't know if my body was ready for that tournament, but uh, my ego kind of took over and uh, said, uh, shut up and go, go play. So, uh, you know what, it was uh, it was a great experience being around these guys and uh, for the uh, for my career, it, it definitely helped me. Yeah, you can pick up little tricks and that other guys are doing the way they maybe protect a puck or stuff like that. Uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, going into this season and, you know, you're 29 years old now, you're the captain of this uh, hockey team. How do you uh, mentally approach this? Are you trying to change some things mentally in the way you uh, approach a season game by game and then in, in total? Yeah, it's looking at the big picture. Uh, right now, you know, we're uh, we're trying to build a uh, a successful team, and uh, it's a competitive camp. There's a lot of players for a lot of spots, and uh, we need to figure out the roles as quick as possible so we can move forward. And uh, these preseason game coming up, they're uh, they're going to be important to see the chemistry and who you want to play with or uh, who who uh, who you're going to click with. So. Uh, I'm uh, pretty excited to play that first game. Yeah, you've gotten some uh, ice time with uh, Nolan Patrick and uh, with Travis Konechny and Oscar Lindblom. What are you seeing out of these young players? You know what? Uh, they have a high uh, high hockey sense. They uh, uh, they move the puck well. They're uh, you know they they might be rookies, but they don't play like rookies. And uh, it's going to be good for uh, for them to come in and uh, play on play on the team and kind of make a big difference what's what's the mixture when you bring those young guys and, and you guys may see as many as four or maybe five who knows maybe six rookies in this lineup uh at maybe at certain points this year uh when you have all those young guys around certainly there's a lot of mentorship that the veteran players and the, and the leadership group like you guys had to help them out but what, what is the dynamic does that add to you guys both in the locker room and then on the ice yeah young legs you know they're uh they can skate and uh you know at uh uh, they bring a different uh, style of play, I'd say, and, and uh, you know it, it, it's exciting. And uh, we might have a lot of rookies playing this year, but we don't look at it as a building uh, year for us. We're uh, uh, we're uh, our, our goal is to make the playoffs, and when when we make the playoffs, we go uh, we go one series at a time. So uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a, t- a tough season. We know that our division is uh, is really strong, and uh, but you know what, we're uh, uh, we're pretty excited as a team. Yeah, you saw what the, the teams in the division did this off season. Looks like a lot of improvement throughout the metropolitan division. It's it's never easy. Uh, you're just a couple weeks away from uh, starting the season off on the road. Uh, as uh, somebody was here earlier about this, uh, opening up the game the season with a four game road trip out west. Can I bring you guys together right out of the shoot? Yeah, I, I really do think so. And 
they're not uh, they're not small teams we're playing either. They're pretty good teams, and uh, for us to go uh, jump into it right away, I think it's really good for us. It's it's going to be all a good test for us. It's going to be uh, opening nights for them, so they're going to be ready to go. And uh, you know, it it it's a challenge that we're not going to back down from. And uh, uh, why not get right into it? Yeah, well, you're certainly going to do that October 4th against San Jose. Claude, we appreciate the time as always, man. We'll be talking to you all throughout the season. All right, thanks a lot. Claude Giroux joining us. Time out. We're back with more from Flyers training camp on the Fanatic. I believe when your team feels empowered, good things are sure to follow. Hi, I'm Fletcher Cox, Philadelphia's defensive tackle, and I'm a fan of the folks at Conquerville Subaru for this reason. They always empower their employees to put customer satisfaction as their number one priority, always. Because at the end of the day, it's about the people and teamwork. They believe in it, and so do I. Conquerville Subaru. Going on now at Conquerville Subaru, pick your ride and pick your payment. For example, lease a 2017 Subaru Impreza 2.0i for as low as $96 per month for 36 uh, months, $3,000 uh, at least signing, or buy with 0% interest. Years. Plus, every customer buy, gets a lifetime uh, powertrain warranty. Uh, they back up what they sell with confidence. Hurry in before September 30th for the Conquerville Subaru. Pick your ride, four minutes. pick your payment. Perfect. Conquerville Subaru. Visit 202subaru.com for inventory. That's 202subaru.com. Conquerville Cares. Call 888-351-6493 for lease details. Eagles fans get 50% off regular menu price pizzas, including the new Philly cheesesteak pizza from Papa John's. Every Eagles game day with promo code EAGLES50 online at PapaJohns.com. That's right. Every Eagles game day, get 50% off the regular menu price of every pizza in your order. Promo code EAGLES50, PapaJohns.com. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. If there's one thing the pros at Advance Auto know, it's parts. Advance Auto Parts and Batteries. I'm on your website, and it says I can buy online and then pick up in store? Yes. And how long does that usually take? 30 minutes or less. I need a battery for my 2013 Ford Escape. Our Autocraft Gold, it's got a three-year warranty. Man, you really know your stuff. I'm 33. Am I too young for a cardigan? Too young for a cardigan. <laughs> Advance Auto Parts. We know everything about auto parts. Order online at advanceautoparts.com and pick up your order in store in just 30 minutes. Also at participating CarQuest stores. Let me tell you a little something about boxing. The greatest moments have always been when the best fight the best. On Saturday, September 16th, Canelo Alvarez will face Gennady Klubkin for the middleweight championship of the world. So pay attention. History is about to repeat itself. Canelo vs. Klubkin. Live on pay-per-view from Xfinity, order with your remote or online now at Xfinity.com slash boxing. Attention, Pennsylvania workers. Due to a recent ruling by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, if you have suffered a work injury in the past, you may be eligible for a reinstatement or extension of benefits. Call Martin Law today to learn more and to find out if you qualify. Because you deserve better. Call 215-587-8400. That's 215-587-8400. Martin Law, the law firm for injured workers. This is Ron Jaworski here for Landis Block. Keep your outdoor living space looking brand new. Let Landis Block seal up your stucco, brick, stone, patios, and concrete. The best cleaners to keep your backyard beautiful and sealers so it won't get beat up by the winter. A fire pit from Landis Block is perfect for the football season. Landis Block, the one-stop shop to create a jaw-dropping outdoor paradise. Online at LandisBC.com. 
We interrupt your broadcast to bring you this, a phenomenon from Wendy's that can only be described as a giant junior bacon cheeseburger. A delicious anomaly doubling the size and taste of Wendy's iconic junior bacon cheeseburger. Double the bacon, double the cheese, and good heavens, double the fresh, never frozen beef. And what's this? A Wendy's giant junior bacon cheeseburger with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5? Run, run to your nearest Wendy's. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, we'll include small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. It is Anthony Gargano. Try DraftKings' new Pick'em Game in the free $100,000 one-week fantasy football contest this Sunday. DraftKings has organized players. It's eight tiers. All you have to do is select one from each tier. And then you're going to win with the best lineup. Use code FANATIC. Play free. Only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for detail. I don't think so. Okay, we're back from Flyers training camp, 97.5 The Fanatic. Jason Martinez alongside Sam Moran. On your sleeve, it says number 50. Uh, if you make this club out of the shoot, you finally get to pick your number. Are you going to go with 50? Uh, I, I don't think so, yeah. i got to change that. But uh, You don't like 50? It looks good on a big guy, and you're yeah, a big guy. I like 55. Uh, Junior was my number. Okay. Yeah. And I like number three, too. Uh, with Lee Valley, it's my number, too. Oh, so you wore three with the Phantoms and yes. 55 and Junior. Yeah. Okay, well, I can see 55 be a good number. Can I pick it? Yeah, yeah. All right, go with 55. 55, yeah. yeah I think it's a- <laughs> double, double nickels, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Sam, you're entering the season, and obviously uh, a lot of people talking about you as a guy that's going to make this team right out of camp, be, on, be one of the blue liners uh, for the Flyers in the NHL. What do you got to do in this camp to make sure that that happens? Uh, I think I just need to play my game, a uh, really simple game, physical. Uh, don't, don't need, I don't need to do, uh, try to do too much. Uh, my game is really simple, like yeah, bank bodies and uh, hard to play against and play against those those uh, big lines and uh, shut, shut them down. And clean that porch off for your goaltenders, right? Certainly keeping guys out of there, finding <laughs> yeah, that position. Yeah, that's for sure. When you're six foot seven, you, you need to do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw you in the rookie game and you certainly got, you got a, you, you caught a couple guys in that game. Uh, for you being so big, you know, in the NHL today, when you hit a guy, you hit a guy it's one thing, but you tend to obliterate players because of your strength and how big you are. Uh, a lot of times, you know, refs may see that and say, even though it's a clean hit, they may think it's dirty because yeah. of how, how big you are. How do you kind of toe that line? Yeah, it's a, it's a line. I think the refs, the referee knows, and uh, they're good with that. Uh, I just need to, uh, I think I'm pretty good with it. Uh, clean hit. I, I just had like one suspension in uh, my pro career so far. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's part of the game. I'm a big guy. I need to be careful. Sometimes there, there's like a lot smaller players when I hit them I can hit them to the head so I just need to be smarter and uh, yeah be smarter keep, keep that yeah, yeah keep it under control yeah yeah exactly. you, you want to play on that line but you just yeah. got to be careful not to mm-hmm. step over we're talking with Sam Moran from Flyers training camp uh, you know through the your progression here since you were drafted in junior then with the Phantoms what's what's the things you've been working on to kind of get you ready to be re- to be a full-time NHL player yeah, for a big guy, it's always about uh, skating. The NHL today is a lot faster than it was like 10 years ago, I think. And uh, those big guys need to, uh, like me, need to uh, adjust, like uh, skating-wise. I think for my, my size, I'm a great skater. I got really good skills, but you always need to improve that. Uh, you need to find a role. I think junior, I was more like, um, more PP. I was playing a lot of uh, minutes on the PP and everything, but when you come pro, you see those guys, like you, you need to figure out a role. And uh, like, I, I know mine and uh, yeah. How, how much of it for you, being such a big, long guy, and you, like you said, this NHL is really fast. It's mm-hmm. a speedy league. Is that gap 
you know, between the attacking player yeah. and you. How much of that is uh, you mentally thinking about that a lot? I would imagine. Yeah, I every level they come a little faster. Yeah, they're they're, they're those fours are really fast. Like you can see, like those uh, TK and uh, like G and Sinner, Voracek. They're they're really fast guy. Like they, their transition plays so fast. So for a D man, you always need to have a good jab, be close to them, take take away the time and space. But uh, for that, you need to move your feet. And uh, I think for my size, I'm great on this. Um, I'm a really good skater, and uh, I got the size uh, with that. So I think I'm really tough to play against. Well, yeah, certainly you're a long guy, and a lot of people love to throw the, the Chris Pronger stuff out there because the similarities in the way you guys were built uh, is apparent. You're both big, long, tall guys that are an imposing presence back there. Do you get tired of hearing about that, though? Uh, I don't think I'm Chris Pronger. I think uh, Chris is all of Hammer. Uh, Chris Pronger's yeah. you, man. <laughs> yeah. He's all of Hammer. I think I'm not at that stage yet. That I just tried to make the NHL. Uh, so yeah, we, we got some similarity. I think I'm a I'm a big guy. I can I play really physical. Uh, but obviously Chris is uh, a Hall of Fame. So I gotta yeah. try to well, be something some, to strive some for. More. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey Sam, have a great camp. Have yes. a great preseason, man. We're looking forward to it and uh, get this thing underway. We appreciate you taking a few minutes for yeah. us. Perfect. Thank you very much. Sam Moran joining us. Here from Flyers training camp and uh, we can, uh, we're going to keep rolling the interviews. Man. We're just rolling the players through. Alex Lyon coming up. Uh, actually, Alex Lyon coming in now. Is he here right now? We can bring uh, Alex Lyon in right now. Uh, this is Yuri Lutero, right? Okay. All right. Thanks, Sam. Uh, we appreciate it. And with a lot of new faces down here, so many players here at camp and we got a new face coming in right now. Yuri Lutero. How you doing, man? One, two, one, two. You're on. All right. We're on the air, brother. Okay. How you doing, man? Good. Really good. Excited. How, how's it feel to be here? feels good uh we had a really hard four or five days moving in uh where'd you move to from uh st louis to here yeah where, where'd you, you, are you living in jersey are you doing the city yeah i had not feel yeah okay and then uh we just got a baby and oh you just we had <laughs> when, a, when was that born uh three weeks ago boy or girl girl oh okay well your life so it's been, it's been Is that your first girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been a busy couple of weeks so <laughs> actually the training camp starts to feel like a way case and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the way to get away from everything yeah, right yeah. how's the baby sleeping pretty good uh, better than me probably yeah <laughs> mom and dad never sleep yeah. good but when you have a girl you'll never sleep good again I know <laughs> I got two of them I know I need to go and buy a gun right away <laughs> yes I got several uh, let's talk about you coming to this team of course the draft night trade brings you here uh, from St. Louis uh, you know a lot of times a fresh start a new city a new team can uh, really help a player out is that how you're kind of going into this season yeah that's uh I'm really excited to get a new fresh start. Uh, nobody knows me, kind of, so uh, I'm excited I can have a fresh start. Yeah, it means a lot to some players, just that uh, a difference in culture and a difference in maybe strategy on the ice. Yeah. Uh, what can you bring to this Flyers team? Uh, I'm going to bring hard work, and uh, we'll see. That's the th first thing what I'm going to do, and they'll we'll see. We'll Let the see chips after, fall yeah. when they do yeah. after that, right? Yeah, the one thing is they, a lot of times in, in pro sports, everything is so tight with teams that if you outwork your opponent, teams are so close in talent that if you outwork every opponent, you're going to win more nights than not. Yeah, and then you're going to get the f self confidence and you're going to start building on that. So that's well, the first step. Well, we're talking about Yuri Latera here from Flyers Training Camp. Uh, what was your impression as a player playing for St. Louis, playing against this Flyers team the last couple of seasons? Well, they were always hard working team, hits hard, battle hard, and uh, yeah, it, it was always hard to play in uh, Wells Fargo. And It'll yeah. feel pretty good to come out in a Flyers shirt, you know? Oh, yeah. Because you know the history of this franchise, oh, the Broad yeah, Street Bullies. And, yeah, you that's know, why uh, I was excited about the history and everything. Like, uh, 
it's a good organization. Yeah, certainly a storied history as well. Uh, you come here from St. Louis. Uh, you haven't had, the, statistically speaking, the, the greatest last couple of seasons. Uh, uh, why is that? And, and what do you got to change maybe to you know maybe put the puck in there a little more? Uh, I don't know. The last year was tough for me, and uh, you guys had was, a weird year with the head yeah. coach and Wade. I mean, what the heck was there that? There was a yeah World Cup, and there was a uh, coaches got. Uh, chains and there was a lot of things and I don't know I have to start battling harder and do the simple things and start building again. kind of simplify a little bit yeah. your game and start enjoying a play, uh, enjoying playing hockey is, is that one thing that you maybe suffer from a little bit yeah. it wasn't enjoyable yeah so when you come into this camp and you get on the ice and you're out there with your Flyers teammates the yeah. new organization you feel like it's just uh, the fresh start seems to mean a lot to you that feels like uh, you look happy, yeah, yeah, man. You yesterday. got a big smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, yesterday and today I felt like it was so much fun on the ice. Oh, man. That, that's what I need. Well, that if you're having fun, winning is really fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's that, the most fun. That's fun the ultimate. Here. Hey, we appreciate you stopping by, man. Great. Best of luck this year. Uh, have a great time here. Welcome to Philadelphia, and I hope you uh, can get some sleep with that little boy. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. You're the terror joining us here from Flyers Training Camp. Yeah, a new face. Sometimes, you know, you get a, a new situation in a new city can mean all the difference in the world. And like he said, you know, he wasn't having fun playing the game. Now, all of a sudden, you can have fun, and that's a big, big difference uh, for, uh, yeah, you've got that one right there, uh, for Euro Terra and hope it pays dividends here for the Flyers coming over from St. Louis on that draft night trade where they sent Braden Shen to the Blues. Joining us right now, an Ivy Leaguer. What's happening, man? Alex Lyon joining us, Flyers goaltender. How's it going? Good to be here. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you like the, the Ivy, Ivy Leaguer uh, tag that I put on that for you? Um, you know, I go through phases. Uh, when I first went to Yale, I, I like to show it off a little bit. And then uh, I went through a phase where I was like, I really don't like telling people this, but now... I'm old enough where I'm like, yeah, I'm proud of it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't necessarily need to brag about it as much, but I'm proud of it. What made you decide to go that route, to, to go the college route uh, versus maybe going through juniors and those kind of things? Uh, well, I had to go the college route because... You didn't have interest? Um, quite honestly, I just wasn't very good when I was 17 years old. Okay. Um, I was a bit of a late bloomer and, um, you know, both my parents went to college. So it was just... Yale was an easy choice for me. It was hard to pass up the uh, academics, obviously, uh, as well as tied in with the, the hockey. When did it click for you? Um, and, what, and what's that like when all of a sudden you go, you said you weren't a very good player at 17. You were obviously having some sort of success. You, you went to a D1 school. But, you know, all of a sudden it kind of clicks. And now all of a sudden it's not just going to college and getting a good education. It's going maybe to the NHL and playing pro. That's a whole different ball game. Um, yeah, and, and, and to be to be quite honest, like my high school career, I just um, I just kept getting better and better, and then all of a sudden I was good enough to play in juniors, and then um, all of a sudden I was good enough to get a college commitment, and then I got to college, and I just enjoyed my time, and then all of a sudden um, I was good enough to play professionally. So uh, it just was a natural progression, and, and um, I think just I've, I've always kind of uh, felt like I've been a pretty hard worker, so... Um, it just progressed, and I'm just been enjoying it. Yeah, is, is it almost surreal? You know, kind of the progression you're on. You're playing in the AHL last year. What was that experience like for you? Because you had some really good numbers last year. Yeah, I, th- I felt like I had a good year, and um, you know, I think I think that the main thing is um, with a career like that. You know, I was never drafted, and um, it just it gives me a different appreciation. I think and not not to say that you know a lot of these guys don't don't appreciate it, but. Um, for me growing up like i just always was so enamored of of the nhl guys and even the ahl guys when i would when i would play with the ahl guys i was pretty wide-eyed as well so 
um, it just I think I think it just gives me a little bit different perspective. Uh, high school hockey in Minnesota is everything, right? Uh, yep. that, that had to be a pretty cool experience because it's it's a huge deal out there. And you probably talked to Paul Holmgren; he's quite the legend out there in the Minnesota hockey world as well from his days in high school. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Minnesota high school is. Is, is everything. I mean, it's like Texas Friday Night Lights football up there. You, you know, you hear stories about the state tournament, and uh, obviously they, they they pack it there, eighteen, twenty thousand. Wow, um, every Jeez. night. Which I mean, you, you can scoff at it, like you know, as Flyers, they probably get that every game. But for a high school setting, it's a big deal, and um, you know, I, I still to this day take a lot of pride in Minnesota ho- hockey. What's the area of your game that you want to improve? You, when you look at it, you go, I just got to get better at maybe some decision-making on pucks down low along the goal line. I don't know. But what's an area that you say, this is an area I really want to concentrate maybe on technique or, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I think, um, you know, just the way the game's moving now is just uh, patience is big for me. I think that um, that's what really separates AHL goalies from NHL goalies, patience. And, um, you know, I, I've also taken the approach in the last two, three years that, I can I can work on certain things, but I also want to improve every single area of my game. Yeah. And there's there's no reason why good parts of my game can't be great, and and the parts that uh, you know aren't aren't up to the other parts, I want to get those better. Yeah, well, certainly, and uh, you know, coming into this camp, uh, you know, obviously Anthony Stolar is out with the meniscus tear. You're going to get some more opportunity. Uh, you look forward to that, right? You went to you went to crease every night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, you know, I've been a starter my whole life, and I think I expressed that a little bit last year. But um, I, I love having the reins, and uh, I love, I love being the guy. I think it, it gives me almost a sense of, of peace when I, when I, ha- when I know that. Uh, you know, I'm the guy on the team. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about the guy behind you. Going, yeah, dude, you just sit down and chill out. <laughs> I got it. I'm all good, brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, have a great camp. Uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes for us. And uh, best of luck, man. Hope to see you up here and uh, enjoy this season. And uh, I'm going to get up to Lehigh Valley, check out a few games as well. So we'll be seeing you up there. Awesome. I appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Alex Lyon joining us. Uh, it's not often uh, when, we're getting, when we're doing these interviews, we get an Ivy Leaguer. It's a beautiful thing out of Yale University uh, joining us here. Uh, we appreciate that out of Alex Lyon. We look a lot, it gets overshadowed a little bit uh, when you talk about the Flyers' prospects because you hear about the, the, the D prospects and now uh, some offensive prospects and Oscar Lindblom and obviously drafting of Nolan Patrick. Uh, but the Flyers' prospects uh, between the pipes are uh, their stock there as well from Felix Sandstrom to Alex Lyon uh, to Carter Hart. We're getting a look at all these guys through camp. And as I mentioned, uh, Anthony Stolarz suffered that meniscus tear in the offseason and uh, uh, he'll be on the shelf for quite a while with that. So Alex Lyon going to get a few more opportunities. But joining us now, Taylor Lear joining us. Uh, Taylor, it's uh, training camp. How was yesterday? A couple of players complained to me about yesterday and about uh, how tough it was out there and the pace of that practice. No, it was good. Um, you know, I think everyone was looking forward to getting back into rhythm and um, more of a, a stable um, schedule. And uh, it was it was good to get out there with all the guys and ha- have a good hard practice. Yeah. After a summer, and you woke up this morning, I was asking Claude Giroux about this. Did some muscles hurt this morning that you maybe haven't uh, put through that kind of a grind all, all summer? Yeah, in, in the summertime, it's hard to replicate that that game like practice that that we had yesterday and today. And um, I think everyone had a couple couple sore legs, um, hips, things like that today. But um, I think once guys got out there um, this morning and had a good warm up, I think everyone was ready to go again. Does it feel different coming into camp, uh, having played? You know, you played ten NHL games. You've got your first NHL goal. You check a couple of things off, right? Yeah. You come into camp now, and you can go, okay, now let's now let's get up here, stick and stay. Yeah. Um, well, two years ago, I played 
I played my first six and then last year um, I got 10 more in and um, it's 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 that much more comforting when you're when you're that much more familiar with the guys in the room the trainers the staff and um, um, and then and then there's the confidence level after being that that much more seasoned professionally um, you know I'm definitely uh, ready and uh, uh, ready for any opportunity that comes my way and you know I'm looking to earn it and and, and be a part of this team and help the team win what have you learned uh, over the past couple of years and, and playing you know as you said 10 games last year and uh, as you're going through this process uh, about your preparation for a season and the way you train in the offseason changing things that maybe work a little bit better what have you learned over the last couple of years about that yeah, like you just said, I think every year you learn a couple new things, whether it's from other guys or, or things you figure out yourself and what specific things like what weight you like to play at, what weight you feel at the best. And um, if you want to get quicker, faster, more powerful, there's a whole bunch of little adjustments that I think each guy takes into consideration going into every summer. And you kind of do a year in review after every every season to, to figure out what you want to work on. And, um, you know, I think one of the staples of my game is, is my speed, my tenacity and um, each and every season, I just try to work on things that, that complement that and, you know, make my game more more all-around and um, more efficient. We're talking with Taylor Lear from Flyers Training Camp. He talked about speed. Uh, I watch a lot of hockey, and speed and skill is what it's all about right now in this league. Uh, youth as well. You see teams like the Mont- or like uh, Toronto last mm-hmm. year with so many young players doing well. Yeah. Chicago had a lot of rookies. Rookies and, and young players are excelling in this National Hockey League. It's a young man's game. When you see that and, and you know you have the speed, uh, is that something that you look at as your big asset and you want to capitalize on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um like you said, the game's kind of pushing towards that that way of of the speed and skill uh, side of things, and I think um, my my game fits that mold pretty well. And I'm I'm confident in playing both sides of the puck, offensively and defensively. And um, you know, I'm willing to accept any role that that the Flyer staff um, put me in if if I get that opportunity. And um, I'm working every day and and uh, trying my best to, to earn one of those spots. As a kid that grew up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, uh, it's a, that's a far cry from Philadelphia, man. That's a oh, yeah. that's a different world up there, right? What's it like being down here? And you know, obviously your your experiences in Lehigh Valley and yep. and living down here in uh, the you know the United States. Yeah, every year I've I've been in the area starting more and more to feel like home and this will be my fourth season here and um you know i've, I've learned i've learned uh, new things about the city and you know kind of the ins and outs on what's just little things like what's where's where's the best place to live where's the best place to eat um and you know i, I really enjoyed um the the years that i've had here and you know i'm hoping to stay here um for my career yeah absolutely uh, you know having a core of young guys coming up all together the way you guys are and yeah. highly touted prospects. You saw the rankings from the hockey news or whatever. Oh, the yeah. Flyers have the number one prospect pool in the NHL. Uh, you got a good group of guys and you guys all get along well or, and certainly yeah. push each other on the ice. But Absolutely. Well, we've kind of the the, the crop of, of young guys that I'm sure you have listed. We've we've all kind of grown from, from being drafted in the same group. I think my draft was me, Stolarz, um, Gossy Spared, Lawton. Me and Lawton have lived together for two years. Um, and I think uh, relationships like that, they, they go a long way. And in a team meshing together, there's there's a lot of uh, familiarity. Uh, fl- Familiarity. familiarity. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, a bitch, man. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, I th- I think that goes a long way in, in in how a team gels, and it's it's easier to come together when you're so familiar with with all the guys that you've kind of grown 
uh, into the league with, if that yeah. makes sense. Hey, Tell, we appreciate you taking the time, and best of luck. Have a great camp. Uh, you know, you guys are you going to play in tomorrow? Have the rosters come out for tomorrow's game? The rosters are coming out. Uh, Today, so. You want to break news that you're playing or not playing tomorrow? Uh, no, I'll, I'll let the coaches. You let the organization handle yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. See, this is what I do. That's my yeah. job to try yeah. and get information. Right, hey, we so. appreciate it, man. Have a great preseason. Uh, we'll definitely talk to you up the road. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Taylor Lear joining us here on uh, uh, training camp day. We are live from the Virtuous Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. Uh, like I said, the uh, games will start tomorrow. Is this Coatsy coming in? Hey, can we get Coatsy in here, Zach? Grab me Coatsy. I'd like to get, I know it takes him a half hour to get anywhere, but uh, certainly we got to get Steve Coates on the air. Uh, a rather trim-looking Steve Coates. Looks like he lost a few pounds this year, although his wheels don't look any faster. Oh, no, actually, we got we have a player here as well. Uh, Co- Coatsy, why don't you come in and join me for this interview as well? Can we put Coatsy's that third headset? Uh, you got to talk on that microphone, man. It doesn't do us any good. They can't hear you if you're not on the microphone, you know? This well, isn't your first day of broadcasting. Is- uh, it is, yes, it is. This is distinguished. It is company. today for the 2017-18 season. This That's is the right. first day. Well, welcome it's to training. A pleasure to be with Oscar's. Too, Oscar Limblom here. Look at this, man. How you doing? I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good to be here. So, boy, people are excited about you, about what you're going to bring to the table. Uh, yeah, I heard that, but I like just play my game and do what I'm best on. So. Go from there. How, how have you been preparing for this season? Uh, you know, obviously you're coming here with a, a lot of expectation. Uh, you want to push and push hard, but not make mistakes that stick out. Uh, how have you been preparing mentally for, for this challenge of being an NHL player? Uh, I don't know really. I guess have a good summer, a good have a good uh, some good practice before I went there. Like I don't know, like I can't be prepared for, because I don't know like what to expect when I got here. So just just do what I'm best on and and go from there. Like I said earlier. What is the difference for you, or the hardest part, jumping from Europe and the bigger rink, coming over here and playing in the smaller rink, and obviously a different style of play? Uh, you'd like to think this is the best competition in the world. That's not taking anything away from the, 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 the play that you had in Sweden. But what's the, the change been like for you? Like you said, a small ice. That's the, that's a big thing. And uh, I felt the last game, uh, I don't really know like where to be, like the first games here to, on the ice. So that's pretty tough. But uh, the more games you get, the like, more comfortable you feel out there. So just uh, uh, give a couple games here, then you feel better. When you went in, your, uh, in the 2014 NHL draft, you were drafted in the fifth round, 138th overall. You were projected to go higher. Was that a frustrating day for you uh, when you see that you dropped that far? Certainly the Flyers are reaping the rewards right now, um, but you end up in the fifth round. What was that like to kind of go through that process uh, to start your pro career? I didn't think about that much. I just, I just want to be drafted. and I, I didn't feel like I have to go early in the draft, but after that, I felt like I'm, that's my goal to play in, play in the Flyers one day, and it didn't matter how many how many years before I went there. So, yeah, you're good to get, you got, you're on the you're in the organization. That's good enough, right? Yeah, exactly. And you can't change it at this point. No, no, exactly. I just felt like fifth rounder. I don't have a spotlight on me, so I just felt like I can go my my own path here and uh, just go like be back home in Sweden in a couple of years. The game has changed, where you used to be slotted as a left winger, right winger, center. And like at one point last year, this team had six players playing the off wing. For you, you come in as a left winger, but can you play the right wing? Yeah, I play right wing when I was younger, but the last two or three years, I'll play on the left wing, so it doesn't really matter which, which side I play on. Well, when you play, talk about the challenge of playing on the off wing, because uh, you're going to play in a league where you have less time, players are faster, bigger, stronger. Playing on your off wing puts you in different positions physically on the ice, whether it's in your defensive zone or your off- the offensive zone. Talk about the challenges. Uh, you know, you said you played it when you were younger. At this level, that might be a different ball game, right? Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Like, 
Or is it, it just hockey is hockey? Yeah, hockey is hockey. But <laughs> like, if you play the same uh, same spot all your life, then then it's probably going to be hard to to change that. But I have a couple of games on the right middle last year, so, so it doesn't really matter. Well, I tell you what, one thing you're going to find, like you just mentioned, Jason, about the, the speed of the play, and it's a long season. How many games did you play last year? 55, play, I think. Oh, played 52, like the regular season, then yeah. 20 or something so, in the playoffs. So. So now you got an 82-game schedule. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough schedule. So, you know, the stamina is going to be, like we were ca- talking out there about the fact that you worked out, did all that. So the stamina is going to be a big part, and that's what you're going to find, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I felt it on the practice now this week. The pace is high, and uh, just have to be ready when you get out there and be think fast. That's the, that's the big thing, I think. We're talking about Oscar Limbaugh. One last question for you. Uh, you played it, and like the coach, you said in the Swedish Elite League last year, uh, you had a tremendous success with 47 points, and uh, I think it was in, let's see here, uh, uh, 52 games, 47 points, 22 goals, 25 assists, and you played with men over there. So when you came over and played some games with the Phantoms, did it feel like a huge difference? Because you're already playing with men, and you're playing with men over here, because uh, that's one of the things that's the big adjustments going from junior uh, to the pro ranks. Uh, yeah, I played eight games in the Phantoms there, so like it's just it's a small ice. Yeah, yeah, right? small ice, but I know I can play against men, and that's not a big difference here. But of course, it's going to be stronger, faster when you play against NHL guys. Yeah. Well, uh, you excited? Yeah, of course, I'm excited. You've been chomping at the bit to get to get camp started and get this thing underway. Yeah, I was here like the 20th of August, so I just waiting for the for the camp to start here. What's that going to be like in your first step onto the ice in an NHL building with an NHL jersey on? That's going to be a pretty special feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, of course, it's going to be nervous, but like, just have to go out and have fun and what do you do that? I have one more question. Can you comprehend what it must have been like for Austin Matthews to score four goals in his first ever NHL game? I mean, that's absurd, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> As, you're a guy that can put the puck in there, but I mean, that's absurd, right? Yeah, that's unbelievable. Like, first game, score four goals. That's. Uh, I don't think that no one's going to do that again, but yeah. we never know. Yeah, pretty pretty good uh, per pace average to start off the season, right, Coatsy? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. bad. Yeah. The only problem is you got to live up to it and continue. Yeah. I mean, everybody expects it all of the time. Yeah, there's not much more to go uphill on that one. That no one. kidding. Oscar, hey, we appreciate it. Have a great camp and have a great season. Uh, we'll definitely be talking to you up the road. Perfect. Thank you. Well, th- Coatsy, you want to hang? Sure. What do you all want right. me to do? We're going to take a timeout. We're going to come back and talk to you. Okay. That'd you need be your fine. own segment. Back oh. with more on 97.5 The oh. Fanatic. Go to the events page at 97.5thefanatic.com to see where The Fanatic will be broadcasting next. The Fanatic's mobile broadcast center presented by Dietz & Watson. Real Philly hoagies are made with real Philly deli Dietz & Watson. The official deli meats and cheeses of the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's to believing the end of the road is where the real fun begins. With Jeep Cherokee's available legendary 4x4 capability and the off-roading prowess of Jeep Renegade and the all-new Jeep Compass. Here's to believing no adventure is ever out of reach in Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. You made me a believer, believer. Become a believer with $500 additional bonus cash at the Jeep Celebration event. Hurry, it only happens once a year. Well-qualified returning FCA lessees got a low mileage lease on the 2017 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 for $239 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to its signing after 500 Jeep Celebration bonus cash. Tax, title, license, extra. Grand Cherokee has received more awards over its lifetime than any other SUV. Excludes SRT. Call 1-888-925-Jeep for details. Requires data contribution to lease through Ally. Current lease must end by 10 118 
20 cent charge for each model of 30,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 918. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. I'm an architect. I'm a doctor. Music producer. I'm an accountant. We're, We're business, business owners. owners. When I found out that I could download big files. Really big files. Huge files. CAD files. X-rays. Cloud files. Audio files. Zip files. In seconds. Not minutes. In seconds. And that all my employees. With all their devices. Would have more than enough bandwidth. I said, wow. Wow. Boom. Sign me up. That's a dream come true. Introducing GigSpeed from Comcast Business. With download speeds up to 20 times faster than what most people have. Tons of bandwidth for everything your business does every day. And an affordable price. It's a small business owner's dream. Now, I'm dreaming gig. Really, really gig. Comcast is building the largest gig speed network in the country. Now more small businesses in more places can dream gig. Comcast Business. Built for business. Visit dreamgig.com to learn more. Restrictions apply. May not be available in all areas. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Okay, family meeting. Come on, guys. What is it, Dad? I just switched us to T-Mobile, so now we get unlimited with Netflix included. No way. We got... from... Yep. Really? Are you sure we get... included? Positive. Unlimited from... now includes... and we didn't even have to pay more for it. Wait, so with... We can watch Stranger Things and Fuller House whenever we want. Whenever you want. Right after you guys. The living room and the lawn. T-Mobile Family Plans now include Netflix on us. Get four unlimited lines for just 40 bucks each with AutoPay. Taxes and fees included. And now, Netflix included. That's right, Netflix at no extra charge. Another reason why T-Mobile is America's best unlimited network. Video streams at 480p. Top 3% of users over 32 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. Receive Netflix standard up to $9.99 a month value with two plus qualifying T-Mobile One lines. See T-Mobile.com slash Netflix for more details. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to be playing on draft. No salary caps, play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league, but be done in under five minutes. Here's how it works. There are drafts that last for just one week, and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waivers. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code 975. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using the promo code 975. Just search Draft in your app store or go to PlayDraft.com and come play free right now with promo code 975. Virtual Flyers Skate Zone. Jason Martinez joined alongside by Steve Coates, the radio analyst. And you are the man. How you doing? I'm great. You look Outstanding. Great. Yeah, I think, including in my years as a player, I think this is my 44th training camp. Does that mean I'm old? 
Well, it looks like it's your 44th game. <laughs> That's why I'm on radio. <laughs> Andrew McDonald joining us now. Flyers defensive as well. Coatsy looks good, though. He lost a few pounds in the offseason, right? He looks great. Yeah. Nicely done, Coatsy. Uh, uh, thank you. Huh? Thank you, Andy. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. It wasn't from working out. I didn't quit drinking beer. I, th- don't, <laughs> I don't want you guys all worried about whether I quit drinking beer because I did it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you certainly did not. No. <laughs> I, I was wondering if you were up in Toronto skating with Andrew. No. I, no? I can't walk, let alone skate. What are you talking about? I, look, I take a look at my birth certificate. I, I Let's get on to Andy. Don't worry about how maybe, I'm doing. Maybe skating would be better. You could just don't glide around. About, yeah, don't worry about me. <laughs> Andy McDonald, join us. How was your offseason, and uh, how you feeling right now? You're back. Yeah, it was really good. Um, obviously, it was a longer offseason than we, we would have liked, but um, here we are back. Everyone's ready to go. Uh, I think everyone came in a little bit earlier this year with a little bit more bite and um, you know, determined to, to turn the ship around here. Is it? I mean, you guys, you and Povarov, I mean, were outstanding last year. You're playing against all the top top lines of the other uh, teams. Is it set in stone yet that you will be with him again this year, or is it kind of like wide open, let's let it go, in your mind? Yeah, I don't know. Um, they haven't really talked to us about it. I thought we, we did play well together oh, yeah. last year. We had some good chemistry and, um, you know, kind of played off each other games, but... Uh, that being said, I mean, there's there's lots of uh, competition in camp, um, and uh, I'm not really sure how everything's going to fall. But um, you know, obviously, the way we played last year, I thought you know we might be back together. But uh, that'll be you know determined as camp goes on and and as we get closer to the season. Um, having been given any indication that that's what it's going to be but um, either way you just prepare um, as you normally would as a veteran defenseman and playing with a rookie defenseman uh, sometimes that can be daunting you got to really worry about that guy a little bit and, and maybe some of his tendencies that, that he's not uh, maybe not fit for the NHL just yet that's not the case with a player like Proveroff what impressed you most about his rookie season yeah you guys I, played a lot of minutes last year yeah um you know, like you said, you usually, you know, you have those kind of growing pains and, and whatnot, but, um, you know, I thought he did an excellent job. He's, he's a very committed kid and he's, um, you know, really takes care of himself on and off the ice. He's, he's always, um, looking after his body and that's, that's a huge thing. And it takes some guys, uh, a few years to learn the, the grind of the season. It's so long, but, um, you know, he seemed like he picked that up right away and, and was able to, you know, really take care of himself. And obviously his on ice abilities really, you know, they take care of themselves. You know, his, his skating can get him. So economical with his energy too. It's, he, it's so amazing. efficient. Yeah. yeah. His skating is so efficient and makes great reads and um, good stick and just, you know, has all those instincts that, um, you know, in the makings of being a, a great player. So, yeah. I think when you take a look at that and we we're just talking to the other players about playing the off wing and I got to give him a lot of credit about taking on the position of being uh, the, the, the defenseman to play with a, an Ivan Provorov who just comes over here as a rookie but he has to play the wrong side in doing that yeah. and I don't we always talk about forwards but they don't understand how tough it is and you can explain it probably as, as better than anybody about how tough it is playing uh, the right side defense position as a left hand shot yeah I've I've um been lucky enough to be able to play it a bit when I first came up in the minors and then when I played in New York um, I got put in the right side and um, you know I think at that point it's just about trying to find your find your way and get your way into the onto the team and um, there's a lot of 
situations where you have more lefties than righties and lefties end up having to play right and um, you know fortunately I was able to do that and as a lefty on the right you're you know you're always on your offside you're um, you know taking a lot of passes on your backhand and you have to make a lot of plays on your backhand especially coming out of your own corner and uh, some blind looks but it also has its positives you know you're you in the neutral zone you're kind of on your forehand all the time you kind of scan the ice a little bit better so um, it depends on on how you look at it but there's definitely some um, challenges to playing the offside Um, but you know it is what it is and you just kind of adapt and learn how to deal with it one of the things that comes with the challenge of playing on the right side we're talking with andrew mcdonald from uh the flyer skate zone for training camp starting here for the flyers for the 2017-18 season uh is that you're in that on the on the pk you're in that uh lane of the trigger position uh for a couple players and in particular uh number eight in washington alexander ovechkin you're a guy that has blocked a lot of nhl shots talk about the, the mentality because you know he's going to get that puck in that position and you know he's going to bomb it yeah and he can bomb it and that's a heavy shot uh putting yourself in that lane uh takes a big set of you know what <laughs> you know it just does right yeah you're not you're not to... wearing goalie equipment last i checked <laughs> you're not yeah. allowed to say that well, I decided to clean it. It's a family program. I didn't know despite that. Despite you being on. Okay. <laughs> Back to the question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you just, I mean, you're playing the right side. The, the, the way the system works out, you, you have to face those kind of shots, and you just do it. I mean, it's part of your job. Um, obviously, there's a, a goalie behind you with more equipment, but when, you know, you get the talent that, Washington has, for example, where you know Backstrom can make a cross ice pass. That's a tough save for a goalie to go post to post. Yeah. And um, you know, as a player, you, you try to help out as much as you can, especially on the kill. And uh, a lot of that is blocking shots and being in the right lanes. And um, you know, with a guy like that, you tend to cheat out a little bit more and, and try to take. You that, know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you you know you almost try to deter it. Like you know if it goes to the top you know it's probably going to go over to him you start going out already and if he kind of feels you coming he might not shoot it and you know that's uh, that's part of it but um, well, your natural instinct too when a guy's shooting at you is to turn your body and that's the worst thing you can do because yeah. you start to expose the back of your legs and other areas that aren't padded it, yeah you it, want the shin pads in play it, it, it yeah that's true but it also when you go to the side it makes you a little bit bigger you take up a little bit more room and yeah. that's why guys do it it's just an instinct and um the worst one is probably when you go down for some reason you just you have your hand open because you played sock hockey as a kid you know and you automatically <laughs> you, open, yeah. you open your palm to the puck yeah, yeah. like yeah, you'll never just instinct you you'll never see us go down like this because your, your hand's always like this on the stick right yeah. so you just move and you're open but you they get the double blocker thing going you know that's, yeah that's how you <laughs> so, that's how you bust your fingers up you know the whole design and i gotta ask you i mean when uh, the coach comes to you and says oh by the way the way we've designed to be able to stop ovechkin is that you're the most important aspect of this and that's the way it is yeah. The right defenseman, when that puck comes to Ovechkin, the top of the circle, he's the guy. That's his job, yep. and the onus is on yeah, period, him. Period, end of sentence. What was your thought process? Like, why me? <laughs> That's right. Like, for back when I played, I'm not stopping any shots. The goalie's got all the equipment. Why yeah, am I going to do that? You would have turned around and said, you're up. You're up. <laughs> I'd block one where there's a minute to go. But go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, I mean, you just, you know it's coming. So, you, you know, talk to Derek. Try to get a little bit extra padding around the ankles oh. and the legs. And, um, you know, I think it's important. Um, you might not be in the lane, you know, to block it every single time. But I think... The most important thing is to take away the far side of the net for the goalie. So whenever that puck comes across, he knows it's not going to come back the other way on him. He's going to try to face it so it's short side only. And if you're in the right spot, 
you know, it's either going to hit you or it's going to stay on the strong side, which gives him a better chance to. Because that's where he's coming from and his, and his right. pipe to pipe. Right. So over. if he's coming across and, yeah. and they shoot it back the other way, I mean, that's an extremely hard save for a goalie. Um, so if we're able to take away at least part of that other side of the net, then. Yeah, you're that, playing the percentages. Yeah, exactly. Certainly. When, when Coatsy played, by the way, they were like washcloths for chin pads, but they would shoot. They were. There was cardboard on the inside. Yeah. Coatsy, what year was that? 19. Well, your my, last. My first, my first training camp in uh, Philly was 1973. 73. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. You can say it. You weren't even born yet. No, man. That's. I was just. <laughs> I was just a little one year old. 73. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 1973. Here. Yeah. I was yeah. the shortest guy at training camp. Shortest guy at training camp. Yeah. Even in that time, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, you don't have to put it like that. I mean, the the average size <laughs> at that time was five ten one seventy five. Yeah. Well, you see guys now, you see this, Andrew, you see guys, huge guys with great skating ability, yeah. great you know, hands, great puck ability to do things. It's crazy, like, how skilled this game is now. And the other thing, yeah. too, is they're in shape. Yeah. These yeah. guys are in shape. We were never in shape. <laughs> you got in shape around game 55, No, no. Right? Never? Let me tell you right now, when I was, uh, the short ter- period of time I was with Detroit, that was the first time they started testing. We actually did testing here with Freddie Sherrill back yeah. in the early 70s. But really testing to find out your body fat and all that. And they got the results back and I was clinically dead. <laughs> <laughs> they took your blood and they no, found it. No, it's with the guy. The guy told me I had the body of a 39-year-old businessman. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't changed since. It's not a thing. <laughs> oh, I used yeah. to bet people I was a pro hockey player at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't Google it back then. No, no. Would you carry a newspaper Nobody around could, it? It's a big secret. <laughs> well, that was the thing is you came to camp to get in shape. That's right? exactly what's called training camp. camp. Right. But now it's, yeah. you know, you have to come in yeah. prime condition. Or How long did you take off after the season? Yeah, it ended earlier than you wanted, you yeah. said. But yeah. Um, usually it's about four weeks. Yeah. And then you start getting into a little bit of, you know, moving around. and Get the juices uh, flowing a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You take it pretty slow at that point. But uh, by the time, you know, May, end of May, June hits, you're pretty well going full stride. Yeah. So, well. Well, you come in, you're in shape, you're ready to go. The season's getting ready to start. Hey, we appreciate the time, Andrew. Yep. Have a great training camp and a great season. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Andrew McDonald joining us. At, we keep Coatsy around. You still have more time, or do you, or do you have to go somewhere you got to be? You can no, tell me the truth on the air. I don't care. Um, I really don't go to happy hour until 4.30. Okay. We'll be back with Steve Coach right after this. 97.5 The Fanatic. Fall is the best time to feed your lawn. With 10% off Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard Fall Weed and Feed and Fall Lawn Food at the Home Depot. Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard feeds your lawn to build strong, deep grass roots for winter when you need it most. So it'll be lush, green, and beautiful next spring when you want it most. Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard Fall Weed and Feed and Fall Lawn Food. 10% off now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bound through October 4th. With 20% back in rewards on color copies from Staples, you can run your business with confidence. The confidence to leave behind presentations that customers will read, not recycle. The confidence to produce color manuals that'll keep your business in the black. The confidence that your financial forecast will no longer be partly cloudy. Show off your business in full color for less at Staples. Now get 20% back in rewards on color presentations, manuals, and copies. Staples. It's pro time. Visit staples.com slash 20 color. Expires 11-4-17. Exclusion supply. So this is your very first day on a 1-800-GOT-JUNK truck team. I'm really excited. Of course you are. This is a great job. So tell me what you've learned. Always make things easy for the customer. And what do we tell people? All you have to do is point. And whatever you're pointing at will disappear. Tom, 
You're gonna do great. Welcome aboard, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, welcome aboard. Thanks, other Tom. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. There's one thing the pros at Advance Auto know. It's parts. Advance Auto Parts and Battery. This is Alex. Hi, Alex. I'm overdue for an oil change. Yeah, right now we got the Valvoline 5 quarts of Power Full Synthetic with the Pure Later Boss Filter for $29.99. Perfect. And get a free Junior Motorsports hat by mail when you buy 5 quarts of any Valvoline oil. Sweet, thanks. Now at Advance Auto Parts, 5 quarts of Valvoline Power Full Synthetic and a filter are just $29.99. Also at participating CarQuest Auto Parts stores. See store for details. Goldenberg's Peanut Chews is celebrating their 100th year anniversary. And to do so, they are a proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles this season. Goldenberg's Peanut Chews have been around since 1917, making delicious candy right here in Philadelphia. Their fans love the chewy, chocolatey, bite-sized pieces loaded with crunchy roasted peanuts. To score big with your friends and family, pick up a pack of Goldenberg's Peanut Chews at your local Wawa store today or check out peanutchews.com for more information. Amco presents Bet You Didn't Know. Bet you didn't know that your car's transmission is made up of 800 pieces. Also, bet you didn't know that Amco's fixed over 40 million transmissions and that Amco offers a nationwide warranty. Transmission running rough? Call Amco today and save $200 off their top quality transmissions. Restrictions and exclusions apply. See participating center for details. That's Amco. Double A. MCO. Gargano in the morning, Missinelli Afternoons, in Philly's best sports talk, period. This is 97.5 The Fanatic, WPEN Burlington, Philadelphia, a Beasley Media Group station, broadcasting from the Xfinity Studios, only from Comcast. The Fanatic, we are live at Flyers training camp as they prepare for the 2017-18 season. Joining us now, the the booth for Flyers radio here. Tim Saunders joins us in Steve Coates once again. How you guys doing? Good good to see you. Yeah. Do do you guys talk to each other in the offseason? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, of course we talk to each other. Yeah? Play golf? You guys spend so much time together from basically now until whenever the season ends. You can't get you, you can't get enough of each other. You got to spend a little off season time, right? A little bonding. It is true. We see more of each other than our spouses. I'm going to put think. your collar down, by the way, Thank which you. isn't a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, just ask our spouses. Yeah. <laughs> and quite frankly, and I can speak for my wife, and I can't speak for Timmy's wife, but we're at a point now that it's uh, time to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the questions start coming. Aren't you? Uh, yeah. Shouldn't you be going to the rink? Yeah. <laughs> did, did the schedule come out yet? Can we get you out of here? Yeah. That kind yeah. of thing. So they can plan their winter as well and uh, have some relaxation. For well, I think my wife's got a boyfriend, so she's got to know what the schedule is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a little too much information. I'm not going to touch that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my world, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, you are. Uh, uh, when do you guys start chomping at the bit to get back here? Because, you know, the summer is a good time to decompress and get out, like you said, and play a lot of golf. But there comes a time when you start to say, okay, I've had enough golf if there is such a thing, and maybe it's time to get back to work and get this thing back on the ice. Yeah, for me, I don't know about him, but a few weeks ago, that started. Yeah. Um, there's just so much to look forward to in training camp and so many real battles for jobs. And are they going to make the playoffs? Is that a certainty this year? No, because yeah. it's not going to be easy given the division that they're in. But I think there's more to be op- opportunistic about or, or uh, look forward to with this team than I can remember. Yeah, I think that 
the anticipation that everybody has because the ability to make this hockey club is more than it's ever been in the last few years because the cap creates all these problems. When you think about it, just on on the numbers, they've already turned over the roster 30%. And so you got all these kids coming in with an opportunity both on the blue line and the wing position and, and all the additions that, that there's a, a, a real diversity of opportunity to be here for this hockey club. So for us to have the opportunity to do the radio during the preseason where you don't get the t- TV coverage is great. And I, I just love being around the rink. I love and usually it's interesting. Usually Usually at this time of the year, you're in the middle of September, it starts to get cool, and you feel yeah. that it's going to be hockey season. It's not quite like that out there today. Not today, but yeah, it has been recently, uh, yeah. But I just think that it's when you've done it as long as Timmy and I, you just love going back to work. Yeah. Just love going back to work. Yeah, and you're right. There's just a huge amount of intrigue in this camp, and certainly will be in this season, too, because uh, based on what happens in this camp, it's going to determine how many rookies are on this team, and we're going to see some. We're, we could see Sam Moran, Robert Hag. There's a lot of guys. Maybe Sanheim. If not initially, maybe at some point. And to see all this young uh, energy coming up as well. You saw you watched Toronto last year. The Blackhawks had a lot of rookies last year. It's a young man's game. That's intriguing to watch these players develop. And at the same time, Hex has been clear and saying we're not giving anybody anything. Yeah. Um, nobody can take anything for granted. you got to come here and show us that you're ready and force our hand and that's the way it should be. If you look at some of these drills on the ice, in two days, this is the most intense first two days of a training camp I've ever seen. Yeah, I was talking to Dave Haxtell a few weeks ago and he said it was going to be intense. With the, the desired effect is to get out of the gate good. To get out and stop. You don't want to be chasing it, right? So you got to be ready. They're going to work hard in camp and ratchet up that intensity level right away. Well, and certainly they did yesterday and today. And the big problem is that this is not an easy schedule. I mean, when you're starting out in the West Coast, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. Obviously, if you go out there and you you throw a shoe out there, you got a real problem because you're going to chase it like you mentioned. Yeah. But you can also, the New York Islanders did this for years. They purposely went out on the road in the first part of the season so they could get that that uh, rhythm going and getting everybody together on the road. So, you know, when you think about San Jose, Anaheim, uh, Los Angeles out there, and then moving to Nashville, the, the, the Stanley Cup finalists, I mean, that's going to be a tough road to hold, uh, to begin Big the season. Big, heavy teams, yeah. yeah. And I love what Hexie said the other night after the rookie game. He said if these veterans aren't on edge they ought to be because you got guys coming yeah and you you see it all over the league it's a young man's game and speed and skill is everything uh who's the guy that you know when we get these preseason games underway you really want to get eyes on tim you know we don't have a rooting interest but if there's a player that i i think uh could have an impact this year and make the team um i i think scotty lawton was a disappointment last year, didn't make the team, went back to Lehigh and kind of remade himself. Worked his butt off, didn't pout down there, Mm -hmm. and had a really good year. And I think uh, it's his job to lose as the fourth-line center. I I think that that's exactly why he was protected. I think they had their mind made up of what was going to happen. I think that they knew Vegas was going to take that that Belmar in the expansion draft. They needed to have a a center that they knew that that, uh, could uh, do the job now because he went down there and he took it on the chin and did play defense. So I I agree with that. I agree, Scott Lawton. The the guy that I'm interested to see that everybody was raving about. Now, the guy you had here, Oscars, obviously everybody needs, this team needs a left winger. I mean, it's been looking for a left winger. We've been talking about it a while now. Score yeah. goal, score goals. But the guy that interesting, I didn't have the opportunity to go to the rookie game, but everybody's been talking about Mark Friedman, and Mark Friedman <laughs> he was the star, and being compared to Brian Rafalski. That's wow. a pretty strong statement. Yeah. 
But you got to remember, this isn't a young kid. This is a guy that's coming in here with two years of experience at Bowling Green. He was uh, uh, an all-star in college. And, boy, I'll tell you what, he could be a, a, a diamond in the rough if everybody is right what they saw the other night. Yeah, and, and you got a lot of these guys. So you Philip Myers and obviously Travis Sandheim, who we spoke to earlier. We haven't talked about Nolan Patrick yet. The Flyers get uh, kissed by Lady Luck on the NHL draft lottery. Moved from, what, 13 to 2. See that, people? You don't have to tank seasons to get a top pick. Flyers didn't do that. They end up with the number two overall selection in the draft. They get Nolan Patrick. Uh, this is a kid who was four days uh, shy of being eligible for the draft the year before, so he's an older drafted kid. Uh, certainly a very skilled player. What should we expect out of this? Uh, out of Nolan Patrick this camp? You know what? In just talking to him and being around him for a few days, he's got a quality. It's hard to put a, a finger on. It's it's kind of an intangible thing. You saw it in Eric Lindros. You saw it in Claude Giroux. Very select players. I don't know what it is, whether it's a confidence. Um, IQ? Not really a cockiness, although there's some of that. Mm -hmm. But he's got a quality, Coatsy, that tells me he's going to be an NHL player for a long time. He's got a great attitude. I mean, when I first met him, we were uh, doing that uh, the uh, trial on the aisle down in Stone Harbor. So he actually sat with me uh, when we were doing the announcing of the volleyball. And that's a relaxed atmosphere. So you're in a relaxed atmosphere that's going to dictate, you know, the type of conversation you're having. And you could just get that he's got an air about him about that idea that, hey, listen, I'm here. I understand that I'm the number two draft pick, and I understand there's a lot of pressure on me, but I'm not worried about it. I'm going to go out and do my job. And yeah. I agree with what Timmy said. I mean, if, if you know, obviously you got to play. Somebody made a, uh, a comparison to a poor man's Peter Forsberg the other day. That's a pretty strong statement. Yeah. Very, very strong statement about his ability to be able to read, quick release, quick pass. Good uh, hands. Understand what's going yeah. on around him. Yeah, and the hockey IQ thing will be certainly be something. Uh, the, the one thing we haven't talked about uh, uh, yet here is, you know, 5-on-5 five five was a killer for this team last year. That was that was the reason they couldn't score 5-on-5. Five five. The power play was good and certainly really good at strengths, they, at spurts last year. They trade Braden Shen. They have to replace him on the power play. What do they need to, be, to do to be better 5-on-5, five five, especially those core group of guys, Drew Voracek and, and those kind of players, to have a good bounce back here? Well, right off the get-go, your best players have to be your best player. Yeah, at night in and night out. And I don't think that you had that last year, and, and uh, I think the problem was, and you could see the difference in Giroud coming off that hip surgery, along with Gossespierre, that the timing of it was an excuse. It was basically, you could see it out there, that their play... Uh, was a lot better at the latter part of the year as compared to the premier or the first part of the year because of this hip problem. Yeah. So I would expect that Giroud would be a lot better. I would expect that Voracek's going to be a lot better. Konechny's going to have a year under his belt. I think Michael Raffle has to come and play better. And I stay think, healthy too, yes, yeah. You've got to, you've got to have your best people. And then the addition of Philpola is going to be a big help to be able to feed the wings. So you just need to be able to have the people who are supposed to set up the players and the, and the people who are supposed to score goals have to do a better job. Having said that, some of the new guys, I think, are going to allow players to slot where they mm -hmm. probably should be slotted. And I don't want to get ahead of this and put too much on Nolan Patrick. But to me, if Nolan Patrick has the kind of camp I think he's going to have, I think before long, if not immediately, he's going to be your second line center. Yep. And Sean Couturier is where he ought to be. I think Sean Couturier is the third line center. We saw the so, difference at the end of last year. Yeah. So the last couple of months. Yeah, so then you're saying you're going to play Laterra on the wing or you're going to play Philpola on the wing. I mean, you see, last year... We had, at one point, six guys playing the wrong wing. Uh, for me, that seems a little... But that was just Excessive, because... yeah. Well, you can't find right-hand shots. Uh, you know, just like we were talking to Andrew McDonald. He's a left-hand shot. Yeah. But it, it's... Uh, 
it's something that they they know and and if you can get other people in the proper position it's going to make everybody better yeah why was Couturier was in that 3c role last year was a markedly different player he started scoring more his plus minus was off the charts at that point it it was just as you said they fall into the right slot and when that happens the whole team is better so hopefully that's the case once again this year. It'll be very interesting. Uh, the goaltending situation, last thing we'll get to. Brian Elliott comes in from Calgary last year. He had an up-and-down season, although 111 straight at one point was pretty darn dominant in doing it to get that team to the playoffs. Uh, Brian, what do you expect out of Brian Elliott and the tandem of Brian Elliott and Michael Neuber? He is a calm veteran. He's a guy that you talked to him for five minutes. You did this yeah. morning. You can tell he's been through this before. Mm-hmm. He's not overly concerned about anything. Uh, He knows what he can do, and I think this is going to be a real good tandem. He recognizes that the days of a guy playing 60, 70 games in this league are done. you got to be part of a tandem, and I think they have, if if Neuvert can stay healthy, um, I think they've got a chance of being a pretty good one-two punch. Yeah. I don't think that anybody should ask me about goaltending anymore, considering that I was flat-out wrong by saying that Steve Mason and Michael Neuvert were going to be the strong element for this hockey club last year, and they both fell flat on their face. I mean, it just does one not, injury and one maybe his head got in the way. Just a little wasn't, bit. yeah, just yeah. Uh, it wasn't a good se- uh, year for them. So, yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, Neuvert's got to stay healthy. I think that when he is healthy, he's strong, and I think that Elliot's got a great opportunity here to come with a team on that. You know, he played with a, a, a team that, you know. Calgary's Calgary, but this team has got an opportunity to be an, an up-and-coming team, and it's a great opportunity for him. Over the last six years, if you take the goaltenders who've been number ones in this league, Brian Elliott has the best goals against average over the past six years of anybody in the Is league. Is that right? This guy, in St. Louis, he was really good in Calgary. Didn't get off to a great start, but as you said, he went 11 yeah. in a row at one yeah. point without losing, so and this there, is a guy that can play. And there was a year in St. Louis, I think it was 2013, I believe, where he had a 940 save percentage, yeah. which is gaudy. That's a gaudy save percentage in today's NHL. Certainly, 920 is about the average mark at this point, which is pretty disgusting. And you get to 940, that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, you just mentioned your prognostication last year was a little off, Coatsy. What's your prognostication and prediction for this year? It's way, it's a way too early one, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be lying if I could tell you what's going to happen with this yeah. hockey club. you got so many openings, you got to find out. But in Philadelphia, we always want the playoffs, and this team will be in the mix. Well, I would say that. Uh, I I uh, have a lot of faith in the two gentlemen that run the show, and Ron Hextall and Dave Hextall, and I think that with the uh, ingredients that they have and the ability to be able to move people in and out because there is a lot of talent, there is a lot of deepness in this organization, that, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. I don't any doubt yeah. that they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Based on the guys you have had at this table and at this microphone today, how he's turned this team over in a short period of time yeah. without tanking, uh, Ron Hextall deserves a ton of credit. Yeah. And if, yeah. pa- if patience is a virtue, he's certainly a virtuous man because that's, it's hard to be a GM in this town and be patient and committed to that. Uh, with these fans always breathing down your neck because they always and they've gotten it in the past where they've always gone to the playoffs maybe right maybe not a, it was a little ill-fated at times and maybe ill-advised to grab a player to, to get in but uh, this is a different way of doing things he's drawn the new blueprint on yeah, how to turn it to a team around you're yeah, absolutely the, the, right the philosophy of the big splash like the bringing in the Forsbergs and the Ronicks <clears throat> that's and the Prongers those are, that's gone now yeah. you're building through the the uh, through the the farm system and the draft. Yeah, and you build them on the blue line. That's certainly the case. Guys, we appreciate it. We'll hear the game tomorrow, 1 o'clock. You, you guys wanna, will be there, right? Yeah, do you want to go with us? No. 
Okay. <laughs> you want to think about it? <laughs> no. Because we're okay. pretty excited to be going up there. No, I'm going to listen to you guys. I'll be listening to the broadcast, of course. 97.5 The Fanatic will be on at 1 o'clock. Flyers and the Islanders tomorrow will start off the preseason. Yeah, it's going to be huge. I bet you guys are going to be in midseason form. Well, give it a period. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the concession's open for him until the second intermission. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's very important. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more from Flyers training camp. We're going to talk to Ivan Provorov coming up at 1.50 as well. Stay tuned for that and more as we're live at the Virtuous Skate Zone on 97.5 The Fanatic. Our team. Former Eagles great Brian Westbrook, Devon Gibbons, and Michael Bradley give it to you straight. But he had a lot of deficiencies in his game. And now you come into minicamp and you start to hear a little bit more grumblings about some of these things haven't been answered yet. Get ready for the Eagles game with a fanatic pregame from Xfinity Live. This Sunday beginning at 10 a.m. For Eagles Chiefs, get what you need to know before kickoff on the home of the best Eagles coverage anywhere. 97.5 The Fanatic. This is Harry Mays, and it was always my dream to work in sports broadcasting. Before this, I was working in sales. I heard about the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and decided to check out a studio tour. And the rest is history. If you dream of being in the broadcast media, then do what I did and call the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Cherry Hill today. Employers are looking for more than just a degree. They want people with skills and experience. And the Connecticut School of Broadcasting can give you both. They will help you build your resume in a commercial media environment and set you apart from the competition. Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Cherry Hill. Visit them online at gocsb.com. That's gocsb.com. Check out a hands-on studio tour. It's the best way to see if the school is right for you. Day and evening classes begin in November, so don't wait. Schedule your visit to the campus today. Connecticut School of Broadcasting, reinventing training in broadcast media. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to be playing on draft. No salary caps, play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league, but be done in under five minutes. Here's how it works. There are drafts that last for just one week, and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waivers. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code 975. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using the promo code 975. Just search Draft in your app store or go to PlayDraft.com and come play free right now with promo code 975. Here's the snap and the throw. He makes the catch and could go all the way. All the way to Delilah's, the Gentleman's Club and Steakhouse, that is. Don't miss a minute of the action every Sunday and Monday during football season at Delilah's, featuring Heineken and Heineken Light specials. And while you're watching the games with the world's most beautiful showgirls, indulge in Delilah's $5 tailgate menu. And don't forget to stop in for Thursday night's games with specials on Yingling Lager. This football season, Delilah's has you.
you covered. As always, admission is free after the game with proof of attendance or your hotel key. Delilah's The Gentleman's Club and Steakhouse is located at 100 Spring Garden Street, just minutes from the stadium complex, with ample free parking and a late-night dining menu. You and your crew looking to really score big? Reserve a table for bottle service today by calling 215-625-2800 or visit Delilah's.com. Hey, Philly sports fans. Here's the sad truth. Most of you listening to this station spend more time each week worrying about the lives of multi-million dollar athletes than you spend on your own retirement planning. It's time to get serious about your finances because I assure you that none of these athletes will come to your financial rescue when you get older. Dean Vagnozzi here, president of A Better Financial Plan. And when it comes to growing and protecting your wealth, my firm does things a lot differently. We work with one of the nation's largest law firms to put together two extremely secure investments that have a fixed future payout. They don't change value every day like the stock market, and they have a track record of double-digit returns. If you're ready to significantly improve your finances, then we invite you to join the financial movement that we're creating in this city. Grab your cell phone and listen to a free recorded message for more information. Call 866-394-1346. That's 866-394-1346. Call now. Isaac joining us now for the Turkey Skates Open Flyers training camp. Dave, how you doing today? Doing great. Uh, you know, it's so warm and, and humid outside. Yep. To come in here and, and really feel the winter. Oh, it's the greatest air conditioning it's, it's in the world, the a hockey rink, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Except in February. It kind of February, sucks. Edmonton. I can do without that, but Which, this is great. What's your Twitter handle? I'll give that out to the people. Uh, Dave G. Isaac. What's the G? The G is my, my middle name, Garland. Garland. Somebody had Dave Isaac and wanted like a dollar for every follower. And I was wow. like, I don't have that kind of money. A dollar for every follower? What? Yeah. Yeah, go with the G. Good move. <laughs> As, speaking of G, let's talk about the captain, Claude Giroux. Uh, in training camp here, it's been a couple of days uh, on the ice. Claude was in the earlier session today, and we heard a couple players and talked to Claude earlier today saying, yesterday was a pretty hard grind on them. Uh, the toughest day of uh, training camp, Vorchek said, I think he's ever had. Uh, the pace certainly rapid yesterday, right? Yeah, and they tried to mimic that today. I mean, when you start the season, you, you want to test these guys in uh, in terms of seeing what they can do in game scenarios. But for Dave Haxtell to come in, he's, he's got to at least check and see if they did their homework over the offseason and, and push them to the limits on their uh, their conditioning and their, their agility and things like that. So uh, for those guys to be saying that is, is probably music to, to Haxtell's ears. Yeah, and certainly they got a good workout in to start it off. The games will start uh, as early as tomorrow, unbelievably. That's the way the NHL kind of, kind of does it. Uh, let's talk about Drew for a second. Uh, obviously, another down year last year. He came in last season coming off that double surgery in the offseason. No surgery this year. Is that something that we should expect to see uh, better returns on because of that and based on his offseason training? Yeah, I would certainly think so. And every body is is different, right? I mean, Giroux, it, he finally owns up to, to that surgery having an effect on, mm-hmm. on last season and like the last month of it. But you think back to uh, camp this time last year, Phil Myers came in. I think he had skated three times after having the same surgery wow. and was one of the last cuts. Yeah. So, you know, he looked 
phenomenal. And Nolan Patrick had the same surgery back in June. And he, I, I think part of it is that he's tired of fielding all these injury questions. Yeah. But he says, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I knew my first shift of the rookie game. Everything's cool. Uh, but you really don't know until you see these guys in game action. Yeah. Giroux is always the type that has the chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So he, he does roll his eyes every time he's asked about, you know, the, the decline. Because he, he would much rather than speak to you, go out and score five goals and show you. Yeah. Uh, that's just his personality. But that's something that we're not going to really have an answer to until several weeks at this point. And, and the thing about this is, and Drew's not the only one kind of in this camp that needs to have a better year. Uh, the highest paid players need to be the best players on the ice. Jake Vorchek's in that group as well. He, he gets the big contract. He's getting paid uh, like a player that needs to score more. What does he have to do to score more? How does he look coming into camp? Yeah, Jake has always been the kind of guy where his season, or at least the, the start of his season, is based off of his summer. If yeah. he comes in in great shape, he plays great. We saw that a couple of years game in lighter. Yeah. Right, right. And and he points when he's asked about Claude Giroux, they were on the same line at that time, and, and he said, yeah, the year that I put up all those numbers and was in the, the scoring title race until yeah. the last week of the, the season. one point season. Giroux yeah. had a big part in that. So uh, they absolutely need it from both of those guys. Uh, he, he looks like he's pretty fit. He spends his most of his summer in, in Montreal uh, working on his conditioning and things like that. Uh, but yeah, that, that doesn't go unnoticed by him either, and especially that first year into that monster contract he yeah. had. He said, you know what? It's really impossible for it not to weigh on you, the the, the money yeah. uh, part of it. And it was interesting. Expectation that, uh, comes with cash. It, it, exactly. And it, just talking to Alex Lyon the other night during the rookie game, uh, a guy who was in college and then last year joins as a professional, and I said, what was the biggest change? Was it you know not living in a dorm at Yale or whatever? Yeah. And he goes, no. He goes, like anything else, money changes everything. Yeah. You feel like you need to earn a paycheck, and somebody's always breathing down your neck to, to, to get your job. So that that's a huge part of it for these guys. Yeah, becoming a professional player is a whole different ballgame from the travel and, and the way things work and, and the way you're treated. And, and not only that, but the equipment managers and the uh, the things you have. And the Flyers certainly have redone this skate zone. It's gorgeous here with the uh, facilities and the new room. It's a great thing. Uh, looking at this team, obviously... Young Guns making the team is a big storyline. You mentioned Nolan Patrick, obviously Sam Moran, Robert Hag, Travis Sanheim. Uh, you look at all these young players, Oscar Lindblom. How many rookies could potentially be on this team come October 4th when they open up at 1030 in San Jose? I'm thinking right now that it's going to be four. And okay. I have a hard time thinking it'll be more than four. I think there's two obvious slots on, on the back line with the defenseman. Um, that one I think will go down to the wire. I think there's probably four top candidates when you talk about uh, Sam Moran, Travis Sanheim, Phil Myers, Robert Haig. Uh, but the, the two guys up front, you're almost penciling them in already, Nolan Patrick and, and Oscar Lindblom. And you're putting top six in there as well, ex- pretty much, right? Well, it, it, for... Top for, nine, maybe. Yeah, top nine. Uh, Patrick, I don't know. I, th- I think Patrick... This is just me. I think that he starts the season as the number three center and then at some point in the year yeah. moves up a rung and, and goes to number two. Uh, and, and Lindblom, look, is at the first two days of training camp, absolutely. And, and I think they'll probably put these units together at least in one preseason game. But putting him with Claude Giroux early, they're, they're obviously looking for something there. So. Yeah, they've tipped their hand a little bit. He, he, is he the left winger that Claude Giroux has been looking for? He very well maybe. He can score. He can score, and the thing that I really wasn't aware of is, A, how strong his defensive game is, and B, because he's been playing in you know, professionally in Sweden with, with the men, he can hold his own in the corners. Yeah, he he can a be a physical guy. Yeah, yeah and, and you don't always get both. 
with uh, you know the, the the big wingers. I mean, Wayne Simmons is the guy who can bring the physical play yeah. and can score. And I'm not calling Lindblom Wayne Simmons, but he seems to have both of those tools. And, yeah. and of course, it Good translates differently from September to October to November. Yeah. But early on, it looks like he's got those tools. Uh, let's talk about a couple guys entering their second season for the Flyers. We're talking with Dave Isaac here at Flyers training camp. Uh, two guys entering their second season: Travis Konechny and Ivan Provorov. Uh, we saw Provorov unbelievable rookie season. All things considered, led the team in minutes. Uh, played against the best lines every game all season long. And then you look at a guy like Travis Konechny. What do you expect out of uh, both of these guys? What's the progression year two for uh, Provorov and Konechny? Yeah, I think they had very different rookie seasons. Uh, Konechny was kind of streaky. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them very mature guys in, in their own right, but uh, the fact that Konechny wasn't able to be very consistent, he had some uh, time out of the lineup, he was on different lines, all at the same position, which you, you, you want to see for a young guy, but um, really needs to, to take a step. Provorov, it took him 20 games, and he was the team's number one defense. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's a complete anomaly. Yeah. Um, he's and he's just, one where... And had the game in, in Chicago with the minus five. Right, right. Yeah. The second game of the season, <laughs> yeah. he, he probably was his worst night of all time and just t- completely turned it around from there and and he's I think the, the type of player where sometimes you worry about a sophomore slump with Provrov I wouldn't even give it a second thought yeah. I, I don't think there will be any hint of that yeah uh, another guy on the blue line uh, speaking of sophomore slumps uh, maybe Shane Gossespierre the surgery certainly affected him last year you saw a different player the last couple months into the season he's now in year three as an NHL player uh, this is a, a very dynamic hockey player that really picked up that team and brought him to the playoffs in his rookie year where he was called up. What can we expect out of Gossespierre? Looks like he came in in really good shape. Yeah, I, I think for him, last year was interesting from the perspective of learning um, about the league, about people, you know, having a, a tape on him. But it was really interesting to hear from him at, at breakup day. And he said, I am who I am, and I'm not going to change and become some other defenseman. Is he a high-risk defenseman? He is. Yep. But you know what? He's going to bring that offense. So he's still going to take those risks. Whereas uh, a couple points last year, I think he was in the back of his head saying, if, if I turn this puck over, maybe I sit tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I, I think that part's got to be gone. Like him, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that that's a very good way of putting it. I think those handcuffs are gone for him. And you're, you're going to have to take the bad with the good. But if, if he can keep that confidence up, which he did the probably – last third of the season, I would yeah. say. I think he's in pretty good hands. Yeah, you saw him certainly be able to open those hips on the one-timers. That All of a sudden, they started hitting the net. Pretty right. ironic, right? Yeah. Hey, Dave, we appreciate it as the uh, players are on the uh, ice here in front of us for session number two. I see Jake Voracek out there, and uh, uh, we'll keep eyes on this as well. And coming up in a couple of minutes, we are going to talk to Ivan Provorov, the aforementioned Ivan Provorov. Dave, we'll be talking to you throughout the season. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Back with more on 97.5 The Fanatic. Did you know slow internet can actually hold your business back? Say goodbye to slow downloads, slow backups, slow everything. Comcast Business offers blazing fast and reliable internet that's over six times faster than slow internet from the phone company. Say hello to fast internet speeds up to 250 megabits per second. Plus, did you know that in addition to fast internet, you can also add TV and phone for your business for just an additional $34.90 a month. Comcast Business TV helps keep your employees informed. And you get full-featured phone service with unlimited local and long-distance calls. 
And did you know, all this is only a phone call away? Call 800-501-6000. Comcast Business. Built for business. Offer ends 10 15, 17. Restrictions apply. Limited one voice line and private view TV for new customers. Two-year contract required. Requires Comcast Business Internet and additional monthly charge. Equipment, taxes, and fees. Extra compares Comcast 250 megabits per second and 40 megabits per second DSL downloads. We interrupt your broadcast to bring you this, a phenomenon from Wendy's that can only be described as a giant junior bacon cheeseburger. A delicious anomaly doubling the size and taste of Wendy's iconic junior bacon cheeseburger. Double the bacon, double the cheese, and good heavens, double the fresh, never frozen beef. And what's this? A Wendy's giant junior bacon cheeseburger with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5? Run, run to your nearest Wendy's. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, we'll include small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Harry Mays here. As a Temple alum, it's been exciting watching the Owls rise as a football team, outperforming just about everyone's expectations. Right now is just a great time to be at Temple because Temple's Fox School of Business is also on the rise. All four Fox MBA programs rank among the best in the nation. The online MBA outranks the competition at number one. The full-time global MBA just achieved its highest ranking ever, and the executive and part-time MBAs are still the best in Philly. That must be why they say no one outsmarts a Fox. Learn more at fox.temple.edu. Fall is the best time to feed your lawn. With 10% off Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard Fall Weed and Feed and Fall Lawn Food at the Home Depot. Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard feeds your lawn to build strong, deep grassroots for winter when you need it most. So it'll be lush, green, and beautiful next spring when you want it most. Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard Fall Weed and Feed and Fall Lawn Food. 10% off now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bound through October 4th. What makes a Pella window a Pella window? Testing the designs from minus 40 to 140 degrees Fahrenheit and drenching them in wind-driven rain while offering distinctive looks and details. Testing beyond standards with style beyond ordinary. Pella Windows and Doors. Perfectly beautiful. Find your local Pella Windows and Doors showroom at PellaPhilly.com. So this is your very first day on a 1-800-GOT-JUNK truck team. I'm really excited. Of course you are. This is a great job. So tell me what you've learned. Always make things easy for the customer. And what do we tell people? All you have to do is point. And whatever you're pointing at will disappear. Tom, you're going to do great. Welcome aboard, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, welcome aboard. Thanks, other Tom. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. Something about boxing. The greatest moments have always been when the best fight the best. On Saturday, September 16th, Canelo Alvarez will face Gennady Klubkin for the middleweight championship of the world. So pay attention. History is about to repeat itself. Canelo vs. Klubkin. Live on pay-per-view from Xfinity. Order with your remote or online now at Xfinity.com slash boxing. This is Gary Cobb. We've got you covered with savings and selection at Cadillac of Turnersville on Route 42 at the Turnersville Auto Mall, online at CadillacofTurnersville.com. Yeah, 97.5 The Fanatic. We're live from Flyers Training Camp. 
as uh, the preseason games will begin tomorrow at 1 o'clock, Flyers-Islanders, and uh, it'll be right here on the Fanatic at 1 o'clock tomorrow. But joining us now in his second NHL season, boy, he had a good first season. Ivan Provorov joins us. Ivan, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, man. How was uh, how was your offseason? Very good. Uh, long, but... Uh I mean, I'm just excited to be here. You're coming into year two. Uh, you, now you know what the expectation is playing in the NHL. Uh, did you do things a little bit differently this offseason to prepare than maybe you did last year? Not really. No, I mean, uh, kept it almost the same. I mean, uh, uh, bigger weights, uh, you know, a little bit more hours of uh, training. But as, as expected, I'm a year older. Than last year, I think I'm in way better shape than last year. I was in good shape last year, but this year I feel uh, much better. A year older, I think I'm a better player than I was a year ago, for sure. Uh, you trying to put muscle on, or is that your uh, plan, or are you just trying to get more speed and burst? Uh, I mean, uh, I gained, didn't look like you were... Uh, I, gained a little, I gained a little bit, uh, three and a half pounds. Uh, I'm definitely leaner this year. Uh, just overall faster, uh, better, stronger. Talk about uh, day one of camp yesterday. A lot of players have been up here in this perch with me today saying yesterday was a tough, tough practice. Toughest they've seen in a long time. Uh, how'd you feel it went yesterday? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was tough practice, but, you know, it was nice to get right into battles, uh, game-like uh, practice, so it was good. You're a guy who plays a lot of minutes. You led this team in minutes last year on the blue line, and overall, uh, you like being out there as much as possible, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I always, uh, you know, been playing uh, a lot. Uh, I mean, that's what I like. Uh, I like to help the team in any way I can. Uh, Keeps your head in the game, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, when you play a lot, it's so much uh, easier. You know, uh, you're in the game a lot. You're, you know, you're more confident and stuff like that. So, for me, you know, uh, I'm just trying to, you know help the team as much as I can in any way. PK, power play, even strength, you know, shutting down uh, uh, opponents or scoring scoring goals, making plays, stuff like that. Uh, one of the most impressive things that, out of your season last year, we're talking with Ivan Provorov, his game two in Chicago was a bit of a, 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 you know, a confluence of nightmare events for you. It's game two of your NHL career. The way you bounced back from that was extremely impressive for a young player. First, tell us what it was like that night in the room after that game, and then how did you kind of use that as a learning tool? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it was a tough game uh, for sure. I didn't think I played like I was minus five, but I mean, uh, it just showed up that way. On the yeah, it showed sheet, up that way. It? I mean, I, I fell. That was uh, you well, know. when you left the game. You were minus four, and then they added another one, didn't they? No, uh, <laughs> I left the game minus five. I mean, that was just uh, just uh, how the game went. You know, it happens. Uh, you know, uh, you just learn from it and move on. You know, you can't focus on it too much. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, those games happen to, you know, to every every single player. So you just got to be able to limit those. Yeah. Are you a guy that's always kind of able to compartmentalize things and put them in the rearview mirror and say, OK, it's not about that game anymore. It's about the next one. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, you you learn you learn from it and then you move on. You know, you can't you, you can't think of it too much. You know, if you focus on it too much, you know, you won't be able to play the next game. As a young player, you come in extremely mature, uh, a guy that uh, is mature beyond your years. You're playing against the uh, the, the best uh, players in the NHL, and, and you're the guy that's got to take on the top line. Is, is there any moment last year where uh, it was the wow moment, like, oh, my goodness, I'm facing this guy tonight, this guy the next night. I mean, you're seeing these guys that 
when you were in Brandon, you were seeing these guys and saying, man, I'm going to get up there with these guys and test my wares against them. But is there any wow moment last year that you can recall? Or You're a pretty subdued guy. But uh, I'm sure there was one. I don't know if you'll tell me about it, though. Not during the game. I mean, after the game, of course, you you know, you kind of think about it, you yeah. know, a little bit. And you, you know, yeah, I used to watch all these guys on TV, you know, you know, I'm playing against them. But not during the game. Uh, during the game, I'm, you know, really focused on uh, getting the job done. And, uh, yeah. What about playing against some of your countrymen, like Evgeny Malkin or, or Alexander Ovechkin? Yeah, know, I mean, all the These players. guys are heroes in your country. Yeah, all the players. I mean, uh, Ovi, Malkin, uh, even, you know, whoever, Crosby, McDavid, all those guys. I mean, like I said, not really focusing on that during the game, but after the game, you can... You know, look at that and think a little Take bit. Take a little inventory. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins have won two straight Stanley Cups. Obviously, Flyer fans hate the Penguins. That, that, that's pretty well documented at this point. And Crosby's a guy who still carries the mantle of the best player in the world. What makes him so? I mean, you have to battle him in those corners, and he is such a good board player. He doesn't lose board battles. He's a smart hockey player. What is it about him that uh, makes him so challenging and why he's so successful? Just think overall, you know, uh, Overall, he's got you know great player vision, uh, sense, skill, ability to skate, make plays. So, uh, I mean, for uh, playing against those players, you just try to limit the time and space, be hard on them, and. Uh you know, they'll let them play with the puck, make them play defense. When the Flyers uh, had that lucky night for the NHL draft lottery, move up from 13 to 2, it's a huge organizational thing to happen and really kind of can accelerate things. And you see on draft night that uh, Nolan Patrick had sec- selected second overall. It's a familiar face for you. You played with him in Brandon for the Wheat Kings. Tell us about Nolan Patrick, what kind of player he is, what kind of person he is, and, and what he can do uh, with the Flyers this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, Patty and I, you know, have a good history, you know, good chemistry. We played for two years, you know. Overall, great player, a tremendous player, you know, a great guy. You know, no weaknesses, just... Uh, is there a particular part of his game that we're going to go, wow? Uh, I mean, his hands are pretty darn good and smart hockey. Yeah, player. like I said, I mean, like, he's a very well-rounded player. You know, everything, you know, stands out. The skating, uh, his hockey sense, his ability to make plays, very poised with the puck, wants to, you know, wants to control the game. So, uh, uh, you know, I think... Uh, tremendous player and uh i think if he plays his game he'll be fine to your roomie now you guys room on the road oh well if he makes the team i think so yeah well yeah i guess i'm putting the cart a little bit before the horse Uh, last question for you Uh, this young decor is coming up a lot of young guys you've read the 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 rankings of the flyers prospects you know you got the travis sandheims the moran hag uh, philip myers uh, this decor is building something really special from the ground up, and you're a part of it. Uh, that's got to feel pretty good, and you guys uh, have a lot of respect, respect for each other, but you also push each other. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got uh, great players uh, coming back from last year, great decor, uh, and uh, we also got a, uh, you know uh, great prospects and uh, you know great future. I think uh, you know it's very exciting. Uh, just. Uh, be able to have uh, those kind of players in your uh, on your team or in your system. Well, I did lie. Last question here, because your offensive game really started to come in, in, into focus in the latter part of that season. Uh, you got a lethal wrist shot. Is that something you want to contribute a little, little bit more offensively, but not at the cost of your defensive game? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I'm a defenseman, so uh, I take care of the defense uh, first, and then, like I said, I'm a uh, like uh, overall well-rounded defenseman. Uh, like. If I have a chance, I'll join the rush. I'll, 
I'll get the puck on that any type of way. Uh, if I can beat the guy one-on-one, -on -one, I'll, I'll do that too. But, uh, you know, you just got to pick your times and uh, moments for that. And well, I'll, I'll definitely try to elevate uh, uh, point amounts this year. Well, Ivan, we appreciate you taking the time, man. Uh, have a great camp, have a great preseason, and certainly a great regular season. Tremendous rookie season out of you, and we're looking for great things here in uh, 2017-18. All right, thank you very much. Ivan Provorov joining us. That's going to wrap it up from the Virtual Flyer Skate Zone. Stay tuned, 97.5 The Fanatic. Jason Martinez alongside Sam Moran. On your sleeve, it says number 50. Uh, if you make this club out of the shoot, you finally get to pick your number. Are you going to go with 50? Uh, I don't think so, yeah. i got to change that. But uh, You don't uh, like 50? It looks good on a big guy, and you're yeah, a big guy. I like 55. Uh, junior was my number. Okay. Yeah. And I like number three, too. Uh, with Lee Valley, it's my number, too. Oh, so you wore three with the Phantoms and yes. 55 and Junior. Yeah. Okay. Well, I could see 55 be a good number. Can I pick it? Yeah, yeah. All right, go with 55. 55, yeah. yeah I think it's <laughs> double, double nickels, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Sam, you're entering the season, and obviously uh, a lot of people talking about you as a guy that's going to make this team right out of camp, be, on, be one of the blue liners uh, for the Flyers in the NHL. What do you got to do in this camp to make sure that that happens? Uh, I think I just need to play my game uh, a really simple game physical uh, don't, don't need, I don't need to do uh, try to do too much uh, my game is really simple like yeah bank bodies and uh, hard to play against and play against those those uh, big lines and uh, shut, shut them down and clean that porch off for your goaltenders right certainly keeping guys out of there finding <laughs> yeah, that position that's for sure when you're 6 foot 7 you, you need to do that yeah, yeah. I, I saw you in the rookie game and you certainly got, you got a you, you caught a couple guys in that game uh, for you being so big you know in the NHL today when you hit a guy that you hit a guy it's one thing, but you tend to obliterate players because of your strength and how big you are. Uh, a lot of times, you know, refs may see that and say, even though it's a clean hit, they may think it's dirty because yeah. of how, how big you are. How do you kind of toe that line? Yeah, it's a, it's a line. I think the refs, the referee knows, and uh, they're good with that. Uh, I just need to, uh, I think I'm pretty good with it. Uh, clean hit. I, I just had like one suspension in uh, my pro career so far. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's part of the game. I'm a big guy. I need to be careful. Sometimes there, there's like lots smaller players when I hit them I can hit them to the head so I just need to be smarter and uh, yeah be smarter. Keep, keep that yeah, yeah keep it under control yeah yeah exactly. you, you want to play on that line but you just yeah. got to be careful not to mm -hmm. step over we're talking with Sam Moran from Flyers training camp uh, you know through the your progression here since you were drafted in junior then with the Phantoms what's what's the things you've been working on to kind of get you ready to be re to be a full-time NHL player yeah, for a big guy, it's always about uh, skating. The NHL today is a lot faster than it was like 10 years ago, I think. And uh, those big guys need to, uh, like me, need to uh, adjust like uh, skating-wise. I think for my, my size, I'm a great skater. I got really good skills, but you always need to improve that. Uh, you need to find a role. I think junior, I was more like... Um, more PP. I was playing a lot of uh, minutes on the PP and everything, but when you come pro, you see those guys. Like you, you need to figure out a role, and uh, like I, I know mine. And uh, yeah, how, how much of it for you being such a big, long guy? And you, like you said, this NHL is really fast. It's mm -hmm. a speedy league. Is that gap? You know, between the attacking player yeah. and you, how much of that is uh, you mentally thinking about that a lot? I would imagine. Yeah, I'd, every level they come a little faster. Yeah, they're they're, they're those fours are really fast. Like you can see, like those uh, TK and uh, like G and Sinner, Voracek. They're they're really fast guy. Like they, their transition plays so fast. So for a D man, you always need to have a good jab, be close to them, take take away the time and space. But uh, for that, you need to move your feet. And uh, I think for my size, I'm, I'm great on this. Um, I'm a really good. Skater. 
skater and uh, I got the size uh, with that so I think I'm really tough to play against well yeah certainly you're a long guy and a lot of people love to throw the, the Chris Pronger stuff out there because the similarities in the way you guys were built uh, is apparent you're both big long tall guys that are an imposing presence back there do you get tired of hearing about that though uh, I don't think I'm Chris Pronger. I think uh, Chris is a Hall of Famer. Uh, uh, Chris Pronger is you, man. <laughs> yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. I think I'm not at that stage yet. I just tried to make the NHL. Uh, so, yeah, we, we got some similarity. I think I'm a, I'm a big guy. I can I play really physical. Uh, but obviously, Chris is uh, a Hall of Fame, so I got yeah. to try to be well, some more. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sam, have a great camp. Have yes. a great preseason, man. We're looking forward to it and uh, get this thing underway. We appreciate you taking a few minutes for yeah. us. Perfect. Thank you very much. Sam appreciate Moran it. joining us here from Flyers training camp and uh, we can, uh, we're we going to keep rolling the interviews man. we're just rolling the players through Alex Lyon coming up uh, actually Alex Lyon coming in now is he here right now? we can bring uh, Alex Lyon in right now uh, this is Yuri Lutero right? okay alright thanks Sam uh, we appreciate it and with a lot of new faces down here so many players here at camp and we got a new face coming in right now Yuri Lutero how you doing man? One two, one two. You're on alright we're on the air brother okay. how you doing man? good really good excited how, how's it feel to be here? feels good uh we had a really hard four or five days moving in uh where'd you move to from uh st louis to here yeah where, where'd you, you, are you living in jersey or you doing the city yeah i had not feel yeah okay and then uh we just got a baby and oh you just we had <laughs> when, a, when was that born uh three weeks ago boy or girl girl Oh, okay. Well, your life so it's, it's been Is that your first girl? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a busy couple of weeks. So actually, the training camp starts to feel like a vacation now. Yeah, that's the way to get away from everything, yeah. right? Yeah. How's the baby sleeping? Pretty good. Uh, better than me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Mom and dad never sleep yeah. good. Especially when you have a girl, you'll never sleep good again. I know. <laughs> I got two of them, I know. I need to go and buy a gun right away. <laughs> yes. I got several. Uh, let's talk about you coming to this team. Of course, the draft night trade brings you here uh, from St. Louis. Uh, you know, a lot of times a fresh start a new city, a new team can uh, really help a player out. Is that how you're kind of going into this season? Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm really excited to get a new fresh start. Uh, nobody knows me, kind of, so uh, I'm excited I can have a fresh start. Yeah, it means a lot to some players, just that a, a difference in culture and a difference in maybe strategy on the ice. Yeah. Uh, what can you bring to this Flyers team? Uh, I'm going to bring hard work, and uh, we'll see. That's the th first thing what I'm going to do, and they'll we'll see. We'll Let the see chips fall when they do yeah. it. Yeah, right. Yeah. The one thing is, they, a lot of times in, in pro sports, everything is so tight with teams that if you outwork your opponent, teams are so close and talented. If you outwork every opponent, you're going to win more nights than not. Yeah, and then you're going to get the f self confidence, and you're going to start building on that. So that's well, the first step. Well, we're talking about Yuri Latera here from Flyers Training Camp. Uh, what was your impression as a player playing for St. Louis, playing against this Flyers team? the last couple of seasons well they were always hard working team hits hard battle hard and uh yeah it, it was always hard to play in uh, wells fargo and it'll yeah. feel pretty good to come out in a flyer shirt you know oh yeah because you know the history of this franchise oh, the broad yeah. street bullies and yeah you that's know, why that. i was excited about the history and everything like uh it's a good organization. Yeah, certainly a storied history as well. Uh, you come here from St. Louis. Uh, uh, you haven't had, the, statistically speaking, the, the greatest last couple of seasons. Uh, uh, why is that? And, and what do you got to change maybe to you know, maybe put the puck in there a little more? Uh, I don't know. The Last year was tough for me. and uh, You guys had was, a weird year with the head yeah, coach and Wade. I mean, what the heck was there that? There was a yeah, World Cup and there was a uh, coach who's got uh, chains and there was a lot of things. and. I don't know. I have to start battling harder and do the simple things and sort of start building again. Kind of simplify a little bit yeah. your game and start enjoying a play, uh, enjoying playing hockey. Is, is that one thing that you maybe suffered from a little bit? Yeah. It wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. 
So you come into this camp, you get on the ice, and you're out there with your Flyers teammates, the yeah. new organization. You feel like it's just uh, the fresh start seems to mean a lot to you. That to me was like, uh, you look happy, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you got a big smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, yesterday and today, I felt like it was so much fun on the ice. Oh man, that, that's what I need. Well, that if you're having fun, winning. Is really fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's that, the most fun. That's fun the ultimate. Game. Hey, we appreciate you stopping by, man. Great. Best of luck this year. Uh, have a great time here. Welcome to Philadelphia, and I hope you uh, can get some sleep with that little boy. Oh, <laughs> All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. You're the Tara joining us here from Flyers Training Camp. Yeah, a new face sometimes. You know, you get a, a new situation in a new city can mean all the difference in the world. And like he said, you know, he wasn't having fun playing the game. Now, all of a sudden, you can have fun, and that's a big, big difference uh, for, uh, yeah, you've got that one right there, uh, for Yurla Tara and hope it pays dividends here for the Flyers coming over from St. Louis on that draft night trade where they sent Braden Shen to the Blues. Joining us right now, an Ivy Leaguer. What's happening, man? Alex Lyon joining us, Flyers goaltender. How's it going? Good to be here. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you like the, the Ivy, Ivy Leaguer uh, tag that I put on that for you? Um, you know, I go through phases. Uh, when I first went to Yale, I, I like to show it off a little bit. And then uh, I went through a phase where I was like, I really don't like telling people this, but now... I'm old enough where I'm like, yeah, I'm proud of it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I don't necessarily need to brag about it as much, but I'm proud of it. What made you decide to go that route, to, to go the college route uh, versus maybe going through juniors and those kind of things? Uh, well, I had to go the college route because... You didn't have interest? Uh, quite honestly, I just wasn't very good when I was 17 years old. Okay. Um, I was a bit of a late bloomer and, um, you know, both my parents went to college. So it was just... Yale was an easy choice for me. It was hard to pass up the uh, academics, obviously, uh, as well as tied in with the, the hockey. When did it click for you? Um, and, what, and what's that like when all of a sudden you go, you said you weren't a very good player at 17. You were obviously having some sort of success. You, you went to a D1 school. But, you know, all of a sudden it kind of clicks. Now all of a sudden it's not just going to college and getting a good education. It's going maybe to the NHL and playing pro. That's a whole different ball game. Um, yeah, and, and, and to be to be quite honest, like my high school career, I just um, I just kept getting better and better, and then all of a sudden I was good enough to play in juniors, and then um, all of a sudden I was good enough to get a college commitment, and then I got to college, and I just enjoyed my time, and then all of a sudden um, I was good enough to play professionally. So uh, it just was a natural progression, and, and um, I think just I've, I've always kind of uh, felt like I've been a pretty hard worker, so... Um, it just progressed, and I'm just been enjoying it. Yeah, is, is it almost surreal? You know, kind of the progression you're on. You're playing in the AHL last year. What was that experience like for you? Because you had some really good numbers last year. Yeah, I, th- I felt like I had a good year, and um, you know, I think I think that the main thing is um, with a career like that. You know, I was never drafted, and um, it just it gives me a different appreciation. I think not not to say that you know a lot of these guys don't don't appreciate it, but. Um, for me growing up like I just always was so enamored of of the NHL guys and even the AHL guys when I would when I would play with the AHL guys I was pretty wide-eyed as well so um it just I think I think it just gives me a little bit different perspective uh, high school hockey in Minnesota is everything right uh yep. that, that had to be a pretty cool experience because it's it's a huge deal out there and you probably talked to Paul Holmgren he's quite the legend out there in the Minnesota hockey world as well from his days in high school yeah yeah it's uh Minnesota high school is 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 everything i mean it's like texas friday night lights football up there you know you hear stories about the state tournament and uh obviously they 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 pack it there 18 wow um every night which i mean you you can scoff at it like you know as flyers they probably get that every game but for a high school setting it's a big deal and um you know i i still to this day take a lot of pride in minnesota hockey what's the area of your game that you want to improve 
I, you, when you look at it, you go, I just got to get better at maybe some decision making on pucks down low along the goal line. I don't know. But what's an area that you say, this is an area I really want to concentrate maybe on technique or, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I think, um, you know, just the way the game's moving now is just uh, patience is big for me. I think that um, that's what really separates AHL goalies from NHL goalies, patience. And, um, you know, I've also taken the approach in the last two, three years that I can can work on certain things, but I also want to improve every single area of my game. And there's there's no reason why good parts of my game can't be great. And... And the parts that uh, you know aren't aren't up to the other parts, I uh, want to get those better. Yeah, well, certainly. And uh, you know, coming into this camp, uh, you know, obviously Anthony Stolar is out with the meniscus tear. You're going to get some more opportunity. Uh, you look forward to that, right? You want to you want to crease every night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I you know I've been a starter my whole life, and I think I expressed that a little bit last year. But um, I I love having the reins and. Uh, I love I love being the guy. I think it, it gives me almost a sense of, of peace when I when I ha- when I know that uh, you know I'm the guy on the team. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about the guy behind you. Going, yeah, dude. You just sit down and chill out. <laughs> I got it. I'm all good, brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, have a great camp. Uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes for us. And uh, best of luck, man. Hope to see you up here and uh, enjoy this season. And uh, I'm gonna get up to Lehigh Valley, check out a few games as well. So we'll be seeing you up there. Awesome. I appreciate. Awesome. It. Thank Excellent. you. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Alex Lyon joining us. Uh, it's not often uh, when we're getting when we're doing these interviews. We get an Ivy Leaguer. It's a beautiful thing out of Yale University uh, joining us here. Uh, we appreciate that out of Alex Lyon. I mean, look, a lot, it gets overshadowed a little bit uh, when you talk about the Flyers' prospects because you hear about the, the, the D prospects and now uh, some offensive prospects and Oscar Lindblom and obviously drafting of Nolan Patrick. Uh, but the Flyers' prospects uh, between the pipes are uh, they're stocked there as well from Felix Sandstrom to Alex Lyon uh, to Carter Hart. We're getting a look at all these guys through camp. And as I mentioned, uh, Anthony Stolarz suffered that meniscus tear in the offseason and uh, – uh, he'll be on the shelf for quite a while with that. So Alex Lyon going to get a few more opportunities. But joining us now, Taylor Lear joining us. Uh, Taylor, it's uh, training camp. How was yesterday? A couple of players complained to me about yesterday and about uh, how tough it was out there and the pace of that practice. No, it was good. Um, you know, I think everyone was looking forward to getting back into rhythm and um, more of a, a stable um, schedule. And uh, it was it was good to get out there with all the guys and ha- have a good hard practice. Yeah. After a summer, and you woke up this morning, I was asking Claude Giroux about this. Did some muscles hurt this morning that you, you maybe haven't uh, put through that kind of a grind all, all summer? Yeah, in, in the summertime, it's hard to replicate that that game like practice that that we had yesterday and today. And um, I think everyone had a couple couple sore legs, um, hips, things like that today. But um, I think once guys got out there um, this morning and had a good warm up, I think everyone was ready to go again. Does it feel different coming into camp, uh, having played? You know, you played ten NHL games. You've got your first NHL goal. You check a couple of things off, right? Yeah. You come into camp now, and you can go. Okay, now let's now let's get up here, stick and stay. Yeah. Um, well, two years ago, I played I played my first six, and then last year, um, I got ten more in, and um, it's 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 that much more comforting when you're when you're that much more familiar with the guys in the room, the trainers, the staff, and. Um, um, and then, and then there's the confidence level after being that that much more seasoned professionally. Um, you know, I'm definitely uh, ready and uh, uh, ready for any opportunity that comes my way. And you know, I'm looking to earn it and and, and be a part of this team and help the team win. What have you learned uh, over the past couple of years and, and playing? You know, as you said, ten games last year, and uh, as you're going through this process uh, about your preparation for a season and the way you train in the off season, changing things that maybe work a little bit better. What have you? learned over the last couple of years about that 
Yeah, like you just said, I think every year you learn a couple new things, whether it's from other guys or, or things you figure out yourself and what specific things like what weight you like to play at, what weight you feel at the best, and um, if you want to get quicker, faster, more powerful. There's a whole bunch of little adjustments that I think each guy takes into consideration going into every summer, and you kind of do a year in review after every every season to, to figure out what you want to work on. And, um, you know, I think one of the staples of my game is, is my speed and my tenacity, and um, each and every season I just try to work on things that, that complement that and, you know, make my game more more all-around and uh, more efficient. We're talking with Taylor Lear from Flyers Training Camp. You talked about speed. Uh, I watch a lot of hockey, and speed and skill is what it's all about right now in this league. Uh, youth as well. You see teams like the Mont- or like uh, Toronto last year with so many young players doing well. Yeah. Chicago had a lot of rookies. Rookies and, and young players are excelling in this National Hockey League. It's a young man's game. When you see that and, and you know you have the speed, uh, is that something that you look at as your big asset and you want to capitalize on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um like you said, the game's kind of pushing towards that that way of of the speed and skill uh, side of things, and I think um, my my game fits that mold pretty well. And I'm I'm confident in playing both sides of the puck, offensively and defensively. And um, you know, I'm willing to accept any role that that the Flyer staff um, put me in if if I get that opportunity. And um, I'm working every day and and uh, trying my best to, to earn one of those spots. As a kid that grew up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> Uh, it's a, that's a far cry from Philadelphia, man. That's a oh, yeah. that's a different world up there, right? What's it like being down here? And you know, obviously your your experiences in Lehigh Valley and yep. and living down here in uh, the you know the United States. Yeah, every year I've I've been in the area, it's starting more and more to feel like home. And this will be my fourth season here, and um, you know I've I've learned I've learned uh, new things about the city, and you know kind of the ins and outs on what's just little things like what's where's where's the best place to live, where's the best place to eat. Um, and, you know, I, I really enjoyed um, the, the years that I've had here. And, you know, I'm hoping to stay here um, for my career. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, having a core of young guys coming up all together the way you guys are and yeah. highly touted prospects. You saw the rankings from the Hockey News or whatever. Oh, the yeah. Flyers have the number one prospect pool in the NHL. Uh, you got a good group of guys and you guys all get along well or, and certainly yeah. push each other on the ice. but. Absolutely. Well, we've kind of the the, the crop of, of young guys that I'm sure you have listed. We've we've all kind of grown from from being drafted in the same group. I think my draft was me, Stolars, um, Gossespierre, Lawton. Me and Lawton have lived together for two years, um, and I think uh, relationships like that they, they go a long way. And in a team meshing together, there's there's a lot of uh, familiarity. Uh, flu- Sorry, I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I think that goes a long way in, in, in how a team gels, and it's it's easier to come together when you're so familiar with, with all the guys that you've kind of grown uh, into the league with, if that yeah. makes sense. Hey, Tell, we appreciate you taking the time, and best of luck. Have a great camp. Uh, you know, you guys, are you going to play in tomorrow? Have the rosters come out for tomorrow's game? The rosters are coming out uh today. So. You want to break news that you're playing or not playing tomorrow? Uh, no, I'll, I'll let the coaches. you let the organization handle yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. See, this is what I do. That's my yeah, job, to yeah. try and get information. Right, hey, we so. appreciate it, man. Have a great preseason. Uh, we'll definitely talk to you up the road. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Taylor Lear joining us here on uh, uh, Training Camp Day. We are live from the Virtuous Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. Uh, like I said, the uh, games will start tomorrow. Is this Coatsy coming in? Hey, can we get Coatsy in here, Zach? 
Grab me Coatsy. I'd like to get, I know it takes him a half hour to get anywhere, but uh, certainly we got to get Steve Coates on the air. Uh, a rather trim-looking Steve Coates. Looks like he lost a few pounds this year, although his wheels don't look any faster. Oh, no, actually, we got we have a player here as well. Uh, Coatsy, why don't you come in and join me for this interview as well? Can we put Coatsy's that third headset? Uh, you got to talk on that microphone, man. It doesn't do us any good. They can't hear you if you're not on the microphone, you know? This well, isn't your first day of broadcasting. Is- uh, it is, yes, it is. This is distinguished. It is company. today for the 2017-18 season. This That's is the right. first day. Well, welcome to it's training. A pleasure to be with Oscars. Too, Oscar Limblom way. here. Look at this, man. How you doing? I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Yeah, feeling good to be here. So, boy, people are excited about you, about what you're going to bring to the table. Uh, yeah, I heard that, but they're like, just play my game and do what I'm best on. So. Go from there. How, how have you been preparing for this season? Uh, you know, obviously you're coming here with a, a lot of expectation. Uh, you want to push and push hard, but not make mistakes that stick out. Uh, how have you been preparing mentally for, for this challenge of being an NHL player? Uh, I don't know really. I guess have a good summer, a good have a good uh, some good practice before I winter. Like I don't know. Like you can't be prepared for, because I don't know like what to expect when I got here. So just just do what I'm best on and and go from there. Like I said earlier. What is the difference for you, or the hardest part, jumping from Europe and the bigger rink, coming over here and playing in the smaller rink, and obviously a different style of play? Uh, you'd like to think this is the best competition in the world. That's not taking anything away from the, 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 the play that you had in Sweden. But what's the, the change been like for you? Like you said, a small ice. That's the, that's a big thing. And uh, I felt the last game, uh, I don't really know like where to be. Like the first games here to, on the ice, so that's pretty tough. But uh, the more games you get, uh, like, the more comfortable you feel out there. So just g- uh, f- uh, give a couple games here, then you feel better. When you went in, your, uh, in the 2014 NHL draft, you were drafted in the fifth round, 138th overall. You were projected to go higher. Was that a frustrating day for you uh, when you see that you dropped that far? Certainly the Flyers are reaping the rewards right now, um, but you end up in the fifth round. What was that like to kind of go through that process uh, to start your pro career? I didn't think about that much. I just, I just want to be drafted. I, I didn't feel like I have to go early in the draft, but after that, it felt like I'm, that's my goal to play in, play in the Flyers one day, and it didn't matter how many how many years before I went there. So, yeah, you're good to get, you got you're on the you're in the organization. That's good enough, right? Yeah, exactly. And you can't change it at this point. No, no, exactly. I just felt like fifth rounder. I don't have a spotlight on me, so I just felt like I can go my my own path here and uh, just go like be back home in Sweden in a couple of years. The game has changed, where you used to be sliders, left winger, right winger, center. And, like, at one point last year, this team had six players playing the off wing. For you, you come in as a left winger, but can you play the right wing? Yeah, I play right wing when I was younger, but the last two or three years, I'll play on the left wing, so it doesn't really matter which, which side I play on. Well, when you play, talk about the challenge of playing on the off wing, because uh, you're going to play in a league where you have less time, players are faster, bigger, stronger. Playing on your off wing puts you in different positions physically on the ice, whether it's in your defensive zone or your off uh, the offensive zone. Talk about the challenges. Uh, you know, you said you played it when you were younger. At this level, that might be a different ball game, right? Yeah, exactly. But I don't know, like, or is it just hockey is hockey? Yeah, hockey is hockey. But <laughs> like, if you play the same uh, same spot all your life, then then it's probably going to be hard to, to change that but I have a couple of games on the right middle last year so, so it doesn't really matter well I tell you what one thing you're going to find like you just mentioned Jason about the, the speed of the play and it's a long season how many games you play last year 55 played, I think I'll play 52 like the regular season then yeah 
20 or something so, in the playoffs. So. so now you got an 82 game schedule. It's a it's a it's a tough schedule. So you know the stamina is going to be like we were ca- talking out there about the fact that you worked out, did all that. So the stamina is going to be a big part, and that's what you're going to find, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I felt it on the practice now this week. That it's, it, the pace is high, and uh, you just have to be ready when you get out there and be think fast. That's the, that's a big thing, I think. We're talking with Oscar Limbaugh. One last question for you. Uh, you played, in, and like the coach, you said in the Swedish Elite League last year, uh, you had a tremendous success with 47 points, and uh, I think it was in, let's see here, uh, uh, 52 games, 47 points, 22 goals, 25 assists, and you played with men over there. So when you came over and played some games with the Phantoms, did it feel like a huge difference? Because you're already playing men, you're playing with men over here. Because uh, that's one of the things that's the big adjustments going from junior uh, to the pro ranks. Uh, yeah, I played eight games in the Phantoms there, so like it's just it a small ice. Yeah, right? it's a small ice, but I know I can play against men, and I'm, that's not a big difference here, but. Of course, it's going to be stronger, faster when you play against NHL guys. Yeah. Well, uh, you excited? Yeah, of course. I'm excited. You've been chomping at the bit to get to get camp started and get this thing underway? Yeah, I was here like the 20th of August, so I just waiting for the for the camp to start here. What's that going to be like in your first step onto the ice in an NHL building with an NHL jersey on? That's going to be a pretty special feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, of course, it's going to be nervous, but like... Just had to go out and have fun and be good at. I have one more question. Can you comprehend what it must have been like for Austin Matthews to score four goals in his first ever NHL game? I mean, that's absurd, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> As, you're a guy that can put the puck in there, but I mean, that's absurd, right? Yeah, that's unbelievable. Like first game, score four goals. That's uh, I don't think like no one's gonna do that again, but yeah. we, we never know. Yeah, pretty pretty good uh, per pace average to start off the season, right, Coatsy? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not bad. Yeah. yeah, the only problem is you got to live up to it and continue. Yeah. I mean, everybody expects it all the time. Yeah, there's not much more to go uphill on that one. That no one. kidding. Oscar, hey, we appreciate it. Have a great camp and have a great season. Uh, we'll definitely be talking to you up the road. Perfect. Thank you. Andrew McDonald, join us. Uh, how was your off season and uh, how you feeling right now? You're back. Yeah, it was really good. Um, obviously, it was a longer off season than we, we would have liked, but um, here we are back. Everyone's ready to go. Uh, I think everyone came in a little bit earlier this year with a little bit more bite and um, you know, determined to, to turn the ship around here. Is it? I mean, you guys, you and Povarov, I mean, were outstanding last year. You're playing against all the top top lines of the other uh, teams. Is it set in stone yet that you will be with him again this year, or is it kind of like wide open, let's let it go, in your mind? Yeah, I don't know. Um, They haven't really talked to us about it. I thought we we did play well together last year. We had some good chemistry and, um, you know, kind of played off each other games, but... Uh, that being said, I mean, there's there's lots of uh, competition in camp, um, and uh, I'm not really sure how everything's going to fall. But um, you know, obviously, the way we played last year, I thought you know we might be back together. But uh, that'll be you know determined as camp goes on and and as we get closer to the season. Um, having been given any indication that that's what it's going to be but um, either way you just prepare um, as you normally would as a veteran defenseman and playing with a rookie defenseman uh, sometimes that can be daunting you got to really worry about that guy a little bit and, and maybe some of his tendencies that, that he's not uh, maybe not fit for the NHL just yet that's not the case with a player like Proveroff what impressed you most about his rookie season yeah you guys played a lot of minutes last year yeah um you know, like you said, you usually, you know, you have those kind of growing pains and, and whatnot, but, um, you know, I thought he did an excellent job. He's, he's a very committed kid and he's, um, 
you know, really takes care of himself on and off the ice. He's he's always um, looking after his body, and that's that's a huge thing. And it takes some guys uh, a few years to learn the the grind of the season. It's so long, but um, you know, he seemed like he picked that up right away and and was able to you know really take care of himself. And obviously, his on ice abilities really. You know, they take care of themselves. You know, his, his skating can get him. So economical with his energy, too. It's he, he's amazing. so efficient. Yeah. yeah. His skating is so efficient and makes great reads and um, good stick and just, you know, has all those instincts that, um, you know, in the makings of being a, a great player. So, yeah. I think when you take a look at that, and we we're just talking to the other players about playing the off wing, and I got to give him a lot of credit about taking on the position of being uh, the, the, the defenseman to play with a, an Ivan Pearl. Overov, who just comes over here as a rookie, but he has to play the wrong side in doing that. Yeah. And I don't. We always talk about forwards, but they don't understand how tough it is. And you can explain it probably better than anybody about how tough it is playing uh, the right side defense position as a left hand shot. Yeah, I've I've um, been lucky enough to be able to play it a bit when I first came up in the minors, and then when I played in New York, um, I got put in the right side and. Um, you know, I think at that point it's just about trying to find your find your way and get your way into the onto the team. And um, there's a lot of situations where you have more lefties than righties, and lefties end up having to play right. And um, you know, fortunately, I was able to do that. And as a lefty on the right, you're you know you're always on your offside. You're um, you know taking a lot of passes on your backhand, and you have to make a lot of plays on your backhand, especially coming out of your own corner and. Uh, some blind looks but it also has its positives you know you're you in the neutral zone you're kind of on your forehand all the time you kind of scan the ice a little bit better so um, it depends on on how you look at it but there's definitely some um, challenges to playing the offside Um, but you know it is what it is and you just kind of adapt and learn how to deal with it one of the things that comes with the challenge of playing on the right side we're talking with andrew mcdonald from uh the flyer skate zone for training camp starting here for the flyers for the 2017-18 season uh is that you're in that on the on the pk you're in that uh lane of the trigger position uh for a couple players and in particular uh number eight in washington alexander ovechkin you're a guy that has blocked a lot of nhl shots talk about the the mentality because you know he's going to get that puck in that position and you know he's going to bomb it yeah and he can bomb it and that's a heavy shot uh putting yourself in that lane uh takes a big set of you know what (laughs) <laughs> you know, it just does, right? Yeah. You're not, You're not wearing goalie equipment, last I checked. <laughs> You're not yeah. allowed to say that? Well, I decided I clean it. It's a family program. I didn't know despite that. Despite you being on. Okay. Back to the question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you just, I mean, you're playing the right side. The, the, the way the system works out, you, you have to face those kind of shots, and you just do it. I mean, it's part of your job. Um, obviously, there's a, a goalie behind you with more equipment, but when, you know, you get the talent that, Washington has, for example, where you know Backstrom can make a cross ice pass. That's a tough save for a goalie to go post to post. Yeah. And um, you know, as a player, you, you try to help out as much as you can, especially on the kill. And uh, a lot of that is blocking shots and being in the right lanes. And um, you know, with a guy like that, you tend to cheat out a little bit more and, and try to take. You that. know, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you you know you almost try to deter it like. You know, if it goes to the top, you know, it's probably going to go over to him. You start going out already. And if he kind of feels you coming, he might not shoot it. And, you know, that's uh, that's part of it. But 
Um, well, your natural instinct, too, when a guy's shooting at you is to turn your body. And that's the worst thing you can do because yeah. you start to expose the back of your legs and other areas that aren't padded. Yeah. You it, want the shin pads in play. It, 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 yeah, that's true. But it also, when you go to the side, it makes you a little bit bigger. You take up a little bit more room. And yeah. that's why guys do it. It's just an instinct. And um, the worst one is probably when you go down. For some reason, you just you have your hand open because you played sock hockey as a kid. You know, you automatically <laughs> you, open, yeah. you open your palm to the puck. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, you'll never, just instinct. You you'll still never do see it. us go down like this because your your hands always like this on the stick, right? Yeah. So you just move and you're open. But you get the double blocker thing going. You know, that's, yeah, that's how you. <laughs> so, that's how you bust your fingers know, up. You know, the whole design. And I got to ask you. I mean, when uh, the coach comes to you and says, "Oh, by the way, the way we've designed to be able to stop Ovechkin is that you're the most important aspect of this, and that's the way it is." Yeah. The right defenseman, when that puck comes to Ovechkin, the top of the circle, he's the guy. That's his job, yep. and the onus is on yeah, period, him. Period, end of sentence. What was your thought process? Like, why me? <laughs> That's right. Like, for back when I played, I'm not stopping any shots. The goalie's got all the equipment. Why yeah, am I going to do that? You would have turned around and said, you're up. You're up. <laughs> I'd block one where there's a minute to go. But go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, I mean, you just, you know it's coming. So, you, you know, talk to Derek. Try to get a little bit extra padding around the ankles oh. and the legs. And, um, you know, I think it's important. Um, you might not be in the lane, you know, to block it every single time. But I think... The most important thing is to take away the far side of the net for the goalie. So right. whenever that puck comes across, he knows it's not going to come back the other way on him. He's going to try to face it so it's short side only. And if you're in the right spot, you know, it's either going to hit you or it's going to stay on the strong side, which gives him a better chance to, Because that's where he's coming from and it's, and it's right. pipe to pipe. Right. So over. if he's coming across and, yeah. and they shoot it back the other way, I mean, that's an extremely hard save for a goalie. Um, so if we're able to take away at least part of that other side of the net, then... Yeah, you're that, playing the percentages. Yeah, exactly. Certainly. When, when Coatsy played, by the way, they were like washcloths for chin pads. But they would <laughs> they were. They were cardboard on the inside. Yeah. Coatsy, what year was that? 19... Well... Your my, last... My first, my first training camp in uh, Philly was 1973. 73. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. You can say it. You, you weren't even born yet. No, man. That's. I was just <laughs> I was just a little one-year-old. <laughs> 73. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 1973 camp, here. Yeah. yeah. I was the shortest guy at training camp. Shortest guy at training camp? Yeah. Even in that time, huh? Yeah. Wow. Oh, you don't have to put it like that. I mean, the, the average size <laughs> at that time was 5'10", 175. Yeah. Well, you see guys now. You see this, Andrew. You see guys, huge guys with great skating ability. Yeah. Great you know, hands, great puck ability to do things. It's crazy, like, how skilled this game is now. And the other thing, yeah. too, is they're in shape. Yeah. These yeah. guys are in shape. We were never in shape. <laughs> you got in shape around game 55, No, no. Right? Never? Wait, let me tell you right now, when I was, uh, the short period of time I was with Detroit, that was the first time they started testing. We actually did testing here with Freddie Shero back yeah. in the early 70s. But really testing to find out your body fat and all that. And they got the results back and I was clinically dead. <laughs> <laughs> they took your blood and they no, found it. No, it's with the guy. The guy told me I had the body of a 39-year-old businessman. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't changed since. It's not a thing. <laughs> oh, I used yeah. to bet people I was a pro hockey player at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't Google it back then. No, no. Would you carry a newspaper Nobody around could, it? It's a big secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing is you you came to camp to get in shape. That's right? exactly what's called training camp. camp. Right. But now it's, yeah. you know, you have to come in yeah. prime condition. Or How long did you take off after the season? Yeah, it uh, ended earlier than you wanted, you yeah. said. But yeah. Um, usually it's about four weeks. Yeah. And then you start getting into a little bit of, you know, moving around. and Get uh, the juices flowing a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You take it pretty slow at that point. But uh, by the time, you know, May, 
end of May, June hits, you're pretty well going full stride. Yeah. So, well, well, you come in, you're in shape, you're ready to go. The season's getting ready to start. Hey, we appreciate the time, Andrew. Yep. Have a great training camp and a great season. Great, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Andrew McDonald joining us. We keep Coatsy around. You still have more time, or do you, or do you have to go somewhere? You got to be. You can no, tell me the truth on the air. I don't care. Um, I really don't go to happy hour till four thirty. Okay, we'll be back with Steve Coach right after this. Joining us now in his second NHL season. Boy, he had a good first season. Ivan Provorov joins us. Ivan, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, man. How was uh, how was your off season? Very good. Uh, long, but uh, I mean, I'm just excited to be here. You're coming into year two. Uh, you, now you know what the expectation is playing in the NHL. Uh, did you do things a little bit differently this off season to prepare than maybe you did last year? Not really. No, I mean, uh, kept it almost the same. I mean. Uh, uh, bigger weights, uh, you know, a little bit more hours of uh, training, but as, as expected, I'm a year older than last year. I think I'm in way better shape than last year. I was in good shape last year, but this year I feel uh, much better. A year older, I think I'm a better player than I was a year ago, for sure. Uh, you trying to put muscle on? Or is that your uh, plan, or are you just trying to get more speed and burst? Uh, I mean, uh, I you didn't look like you were... Uh, I gained a little. I gained a little bit, uh, three and a half pounds. Uh, I'm definitely leaner this year. Uh, just overall, faster, uh, better, stronger. Talk about uh, day one of camp yesterday. A lot of players have been up here in this perch with me today, saying yesterday was a tough, tough practice, toughest they've seen in a long time. Uh, how'd you feel it went yesterday? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was tough practice, but you know, it was nice to get right into battles, uh, game-like uh, practice, so it was good. You're a guy who plays a lot of minutes. You led this team in minutes last year on the blue line, and overall, uh, you like being out there as much as possible, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I always, uh, you know, been playing uh, a lot. Uh, I mean, that's what I like. Uh, I like to help the team in any way I can. Uh, Keeps your head in the game, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, when you play a lot, it's so much uh, easier, you know, uh, you're in the game a lot. You're, you know, you're more confident and stuff like that. So, for me, you know, uh, I'm just trying to, you know, help the team as much as I can in any way. PK, power play, even strength. You know, shutting down uh, uh, opponents or scoring, scoring goals, making plays, stuff like that. Uh, one of the most impressive things that out of your season last year, we're talking with Ivan Provorov. It was Game Two in Chicago. It was a bit of a, 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 you know, a confluence of nightmare events for you. It's game two of your NHL career. The way you bounced back from that was extremely impressive for a young player. First, tell us what it was like that night in the room after that game, and then how did you kind of use that as a learning tool? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it was a tough game uh, for sure. I didn't think I played like I was minus five, but I mean... Uh, it just showed up that way on the yeah, score Yeah, it showed sheet, up that way. It? I mean, I, I fell. That was... Uh, you well, know. When you left the game, you were minus four, and then they added another one, didn't they? No, uh, <laughs> I left the game minus five. I mean, that was just... Uh, just uh, how the game went, you know, it happens. Uh, you know, uh, you just learn from it and move on. You know, you can't focus on it too much. 
Uh, I mean, uh, you know, those games happen to, you know, to every every single player. So you just got to be able to limit those. Yeah. Are you a guy that's always kind of able to compartmentalize things and put them in the rearview mirror and say, OK, it's not about that game anymore. It's about the next one. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, you you learn you learn from it and then you move on. You know, you can't you, you can't think of it too much. You know, if you focus on it too much, you know, you won't be able to play the next game. As a young player, you come in extremely mature, uh, a guy that uh, is mature beyond your years. You're playing against the uh, the, the best uh, players in the NHL, and, and you're the guy that's got to take on the top line. Is, is there any moment last year where uh, it was the wow moment, like, oh, my goodness, I'm facing this guy tonight, this guy the next night. I mean, you're seeing these guys that when you were in Brandon, you were seeing these guys and saying, man, I'm going to get up there with these guys and test my wares against them. But is there any wow moment last year that you can recall? Or You're a pretty subdued guy, but... Uh, I'm sure there was one. I don't know if you'll tell me about it, though. Not during the game. I mean, after the game, of course, you, you know, you kind of think about it, you yeah. know, a little bit. And you, you know, yeah, I used to watch all these guys on TV, you know, you know, I'm playing against them. But not during the game. Uh, during the game, I'm, you know, really focused on uh, getting the job done. And, uh, yeah. What about playing against some of your countrymen, like Evgeny Malkin or, or Alexander Ovechkin? You yeah, know, uh, I mean, all the these players. guys are heroes in your country. Yeah, all the players. I mean, uh, Ov Malkin, uh, even you know, whoever Crosby, McDavid, all those guys. I mean, like I said, not really focusing on that during the game, but after the game, you can. You know, look at that and think a little Take bit. Take a little inventory. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins have won two straight Stanley Cups. Obviously, Flyer fans hate the Penguins. That, that, that's pretty well documented at this point. And, and Crosby's a guy who still carries the mantle of the best player in the world. What makes him so? I mean, you have to battle him in those corners, and he is such a good board player. He doesn't lose board battles. He's a smart hockey player. What is it about him that uh, makes him so challenging and why he's so successful? Just think overall, you know, uh, Overall, he's got you know great player vision, uh, sense, skill, ability to skate, make plays. So, uh, I mean, for uh, playing against those players, you just try to limit the time and space, be hard on them, and. Uh you know, they'll let them play with the puck, make them play defense. When the Flyers uh, had that lucky night for the NHL draft lottery, move up from 13 to 2, it's a huge organizational thing to happen and really kind of can accelerate things. And you see on draft night that uh, Nolan Patrick had sec selected second overall. It's a familiar face for you. You played with him in Brandon for the Wheat Kings. Tell us about Nolan Patrick, what kind of player he is, what kind of person he is, and, and what he can do uh, with the Flyers this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, Patty and I, you know, have a good history, you know, good chemistry. We played for two years, you know. Overall, great player, tremendous player, you know, a great guy. You know, no weaknesses, just... Uh, is there a particular part of his game that we're going to go, wow? Uh, you know, his hands are pretty darn good and smart hockey. Yeah, player. like I said, I mean, like, he's a very well-rounded player. You know, everything, you know, stands out. The skating, uh, his hockey sense, his ability to make plays, very poised with the puck, wants to, you know, wants to control the game. So, uh, uh, you know, I think a uh, tremendous player. And uh, I think if he plays his game, he'll be fine. Is he your roomie now? You guys room on the road? Oh, well, if he makes the team, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I'm putting the cart a little bit before the horse. Yeah. Uh, last question for you. Uh, this young decor is coming up. 
lot of young guys. You've you read the, the, the rankings of the Flyers' prospects. You know, you got the Travis Sanheims, the Moran, Hag, uh, Philip Myers. Uh, this decor is building something really special from the ground up, and you're a part of it. Uh, that's got to feel pretty good, and you guys uh, have a lot of respect, respect for each other, but you also push each other. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got uh, great players uh, coming back from last year. Great decor, uh, and uh, we also got a uh, you know uh, great prospects and uh, you know great future. I think uh, you know it's very exciting uh, just uh, be able to have uh, those kind of players in your on your team or in your system. Well, I did lie. Last question here because your offensive game really started to come in, in, into focus in the latter part of that season. Uh, you got a lethal wrist shot. Is that something you want to contribute a little, little bit more offensively, but not at the cost of your defensive game? Yeah, of course. I mean. Uh, I'm a defenseman, so I take care of the defense uh, first, and then, like I said, I'm a uh, like uh, overall well-rounded defenseman. Uh, like, if I have a chance, I'll join the rush. I'll I'll get the puck on that any type of way. Uh, if I can beat the guy one-on-one, I'll I'll do that too. But uh, you know, you just gotta pick your times and uh, moments for that. And well, I'll I'll definitely try to elevate. Uh, uh, point amounts this year. Well, Ivan, we appreciate you taking the time, man. Uh, have a great camp, have a great preseason, and certainly a great regular season. Tremendous rookie season out of you, and we're looking for great things here in uh, 2017-18. Right, thank you very much. Ivan Proveroff joining us. That's going to wrap it up from the Virtual Flyer Skate Zone.